I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Girl, you're looking fine tonight And every guy has got you in his side What you're doing with a clown like me Is surely what life's little Mr. B Jeff Healy, Angel Eyes at 6.05 on your hump day Wednesday morning. And, folks, welcome back to the Bernie and Sid in the morning show here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I must say the very highly rated Bernie and Sid in the morning show. The ratings came out yesterday for the winter book, and I'm not one to pat myself on the back. That's not my character. Why? What, what, Lou? I don't know. I just caught Justin's face. It made me laugh. <laughs> what? what? I don't know. Uh, you're you're going to start the morning by lying? To the people? <laughs> I mean, that's not a lie. That's that? just that's saying that the universe that's, is like flat. Yeah, or that's like you're like Kyrie Irving. <laughs> wait, the world's no, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, why would you uh, guys, my friends, the guys who work alongside me and Bernie when he's here, why would you uh, start off the show by saying something like that, lying about me? Uh, you'll very rarely hear me say anything great about myself and or this radio okay, program. Okay, let me write that one. Right. Write that down. That's, that's, two, that's two lies. 606 4 I wasn't even aware, you bastards. I wasn't even aware of the ratings until a hugely successful, I mean as big as it gets in this business, who doesn't work here, <laughs> that's the irony, texted me last night at my birthday dinner to congratulate me in fact, he said they should change the call letters of this station from WABC to WSID. Oh, my God. I swear to God. That's, I showed you the text. That, I showed you the text. I know. That's all you needed to get. I know. That's it. <laughs> I know. I'm at dinner. So, so picture this. Uh, I'm at dinner, my birthday dinner at Don Pepe's, which uh, it was a wonderful dinner last night. Thank you to Mike and the whole crew there. It's Mike Sullivan. And uh, Donna Sullivan, who are just the nicest people on God's earth. Me, my beautiful wife, Danielle, my son, Gabriel. And uh, dessert's about to come. You know, the cake and all that. And I get this text. 
from this uh, power radio guy here in the city saying what I just told you, and I jump up and scream, oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> da- and Danielle and Mike are like, what is going on? And uh, I went out and called this person who sent me the text. And then, of course, um, I had a great conversation with Chad Lopez, who called in yesterday to wish me a happy birthday. Thank you, Chad. He was great. And then I had a great text conversation with the man who was here yesterday. I got to tell you, he did a great job, John Katsimatidis. And uh, he was very, very, uh, very nice, very complimentary, very congratulatory. And uh, that's how my night ended last night after this this wonderful day here yesterday. And, again, the show was great. John Katsimatidis did a really great job. All the folks that called in. I thought Chaz Palminteri was, uh, was great yesterday. And, of course, when I look back now at the thousands and thousands of messages that I received, and I'm still getting now, even uh, the day after my birthday, uh, my mother, Naomi Rosenberg, is she's a legend. She is a cult hero. I called her back last night. I say, Mom, do you understand when you come on, New York City goes crazy. And she uh, she tried to deflect the attention and uh, congratulate me and Bernie and the rest of you guys. I said, Ma, it's not about me. It's not about the rest of the guys on the show. It's you. You have beca- they, they, they can't get enough Naomi. You know? And she said, well, I wish Daddy uh, felt that way. <laughs> but she killed it yesterday, didn't she? She was great. You got it, Justin? You got that one? Get yeah, that one. I got Write it. That down I'm writing too. it down. Yeah, yeah, write it down. She's electric. She's a, she's a superstar. Um, the airwaves just eat up your mother. They do. They love her. Naomi, so well, she was great yesterday. The I, show was great. I wonder there how she she'd is. feel about you lying right off the top of the show. Well, though. what did I lie about exactly? Oh, let's see. Number one. Did I lie about the I, rate? Wait, did I lie about the ratings? No. Okay, we are number okay. two in the city. Okay. In the 12-plus demo, not some uh, 25 to 54 group. This is way uh, too inside baseball. But in the demo that covers every age, every sex, every gender, number two in the city. Did I lie about that? No. no. Did I lie, Lou, about the this powerful radio person sending me the text about that? No. So what did I lie about? Okay. I b- believe the exact sentence was, I don't like to brag about myself. That's oh. it. Oh. oh, whatever. Who cares? I mean, that's God. like five lies. I don't, think it was, I don't <laughs> yeah. think it was so much as a lie, but it was you. Um, yeah. it, it was your truth. Yeah. You, you know, you saying, well, I don't really usually brag don't about do that, things. Right, so right, maybe right. your definition of bragging is different from others. You know how many stupid uh, emails and uh, messages I get every day from people that are like, you're a narcissist. We don't like you. You know, we like Bernie because Bernie's quiet and he's humble. I'm like, hey, listen, no one loves Bernie more than me. Nobody. Uh, maybe Lou. Lou worked, uh, has worked longer with Bernard than I have. Oh, I love you both. Shut up. Right. There you go. Thank you. Uh, but he's got a certain style that works for him. And I've got a style that clearly works for me. And um, I, I come from the, the host background. Bernie comes from the co-host background. You know, I mean, is that fair to say, Lou? Yep. So far. Good. Okay. So there you have it. So. It's kind of like uh, Craig Carton and Boomer Esiason. Boomer's kind of the laid-back, quiet guy. People tend to like him. Craig Carton is the guy that yells and screams and pisses people off. But Craig Carton is the reason why that show had all that great success. I'm not saying that's the case here, but clearly their style is much like ours. And they had great, great success years ago before Craig had his legal problems. So um, I get called a narcissist about ten times a week. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is not a business of anonymity. If you uh, you name one great radio host in the history of our business, Don Imus, huge narcissist. I mean, Lou, do they come any bigger than Don? 
Uh, I'm still trying to find technology to measure that. Exactly. Yeah. But guess what? Five Marconis later and $13 million a year, he didn't give a rat's ass what you thought. Uh, Howard Stern, would you call Howard Stern a narcissist? I would call him some other things before narcissist. But, <laughs> but you would get there. Okay, yeah. Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh. And I'm not saying I'm on the same scale as these guys. I'm not saying that. That would be arrogant to me to do that. But the truth is, any successful person in radio and television, they exhibit signs of narcissism. Swagger. If you don't, you can't win. Swagger. Exactly. Call it swagger. But people who don't like you call it narcissism. People who like you call it swagger. See, there's nothing wrong in life. With bragging about something, if you can back it up, right? I don't care. You know, oh, the great ones never tell you how great they are. That is ridiculous. Muhammad Ali told you every single time before he stepped in the ring how great he was. Again, not comparing myself to Muhammad Ali, but that was his style. I'm going to call you that from now on, though. Just call yeah, me Ali. Swag Rosenberg. Yeah. That's it. We literally have a drop in there of LeBron James saying, I'm the best in the world. Yes, he did say that more than once. Yes. Right. So the idea that the great ones don't say it is a stupid and just not true. Um, you don't get any extra points for being humble in any business. The only Again, you have to be able to back it up. We can back it up. Number two in the city. Number two, the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. And if I'm taking extra glee this morning, it's because I remember coming here six years ago, and Imus was getting no ratings. I mean none. And worse than Imus was Geraldo Rivera, who was on at 10 o'clock in the morning, getting a very potent 0.0, 0.0. And... Um, we were basically told that the the, the, the old microwave said the, the ship is going to sink and you guys ain't going to make it, and that's going to be the end of that. And uh, other radio stations scoffed at the idea that WABC would ever come back, that Bernie and Sid would ever have any success, scoffed at it, and made fun of us, quite frankly. Uh, Chad Lopez can tell you that. So if I sound this morning extra, extra gleeful, it's because of what I heard for the most part over the last six years. So who was that quote we played, uh, Stephen Colbert, when he said so eloquently, suck it. <laughs> suck it, New York. Suck all of you. We, uh, Bernie and Sid are here to stay, and we are a powerhouse right now in New York radio. Now, to the important stuff. Again, thank everybody for all those wonderful messages all day yesterday. The happy birthday stuff was really, really very, very beautiful. Facebook, Sid Rosenberg, and of course, Bernie's got a Bernie and Sid page there too. Instagram, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. The show has Instagram page too, at It's Bernie and Sid. And of course, the radio station, at 77 WABC Radio. And uh, Twitter, Twitter, at Sid Rosenberg and at Bernie and Sid. Again, thank you so much for the overwhelming, over, I mean, thousands and thousands of beautiful wishes yesterday. But in the, uh, in the important stuff today, we got to get right to Eric Adams. Because, you know, again, and Bernie says this, and he's right. Eric Adams giveth, Eric Adams taketh away. Right? Eric Adams gets up there and says, hey, BLM, where you at? And he was right. He was right. Uh, uh, every once in a while, Eric Adams, after a violent act in the city, will say the right thing. Then you get the Eric Adams that refuses to acknowledge that he's using anti-crime units and broken windows because he considers those racist tactics from the great mayor, Rudy Giuliani, even though, even though he's employing basically the same thing. And we know they were not racist at all. Or the same Eric Adams that pats himself on the back for finding that fat black uh, subway shooter when we know, in fact, that he called the police himself from McDonald's. But here is Eric Adams. Today he's got a meeting 
with, I guess, his uh, his people, because COVID cases are on the rise. COVID cases. I don't even know what the name of the new variant is. Anybody know? Is it BA2 or something? Or That sounds about right. It's close enough. That's for sure. Close enough. So every medical expert in the world, and we'll talk to Dr. Mark Siegel today, will tell you that this new variant, Omicron, it doesn't even matter what it is at this point, this new variant uh, is less than the flu. And even though, yes, there are cases on the rise, hospitalizations are still very, very low, and no one is dying. Nobody. Nobody. This is less than the flu. Okay? So why, at that point, if it's less than the flu, would we make people wear masks again, bring back all the nonsense we've had to live through for the last two years? It's a very good question. Why? Well, the answer is, There is no scientific answer. Again, here we go again. There is no reason to do it. But Eric Adams, idiot, he's still going to do it. Now, he says he'll make a decision today. But listening to the last couple of days, sounds to me like he's leaning towards bringing back some mask mandates. This was Eric Adams on Monday. This is, I guess, number seven. Then we'll play Eric Adams yesterday before the big meeting coming up later on today. Lou, Eric Adams, 7. After meeting with my health team, we're going to make a determination. COVID is unashamed about trying to disrupt our lives, and we cannot be ashamed to pivot and shift where the needs are. That's uh, him two days ago. Now we've got a brand-new Eric Adams. He was on Staten Island yesterday, where he goes on and on about, hey, folks, we may have to do this. Here's the mayor. Uh, yes, it should. We should still have masks on the subway system. Why? New York is unique. It's, we are densely populated. Uh, we see the slight spikes. I think New Yorkers did the slight right spikes. thing about wearing a mask. And we continue to encourage New Yorkers to wear a mask. Why? They're in an environment where it's unknown yeah. uh, the yeah. status of the persons or individuals they are persons. around. Yeah. And so we need to continue to do that. Right. Stupid masks don't work. We've been over this a million times already. It's that's the that's where the science is. It's been proven scientifically, no matter what my Democrat sister says, masks do not work. So what do you mean we're going to be rather be safe than sorry and put a mask on? I don't get it. Now he's talking about subways. I have to tell you, folks, that I take the subway every day. I take a subway from here, Midtown Manhattan down to Wall Street to grab the ferry every day, even uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic when everybody was scared to death of COVID. I was that guy all by myself on the one train on the platform at Madison Square Garden, the only person there. You talk about being creepy. The only person there on that platform was me, 11 o'clock every morning. I never wore a mask and never got sick. Now, listen, I may be lucky. I may just be lucky. I don't know. But my point is, I'm not going to listen. So if Eric Adams and the city decides to do something, I'm just not going to comply. You want to ticket me? You want to arrest me? You want to stop me from using certain things? Uh, Try it. Just try it. I'm not going to comply anymore. I never really did to begin with, to be honest. I mean, Bernie used to break my balls all the time because he would talk a big game, but he would comply. I never complied. Never. And now you may as well forget it because I know the truth. No one's getting very sick. Nobody's dying. This is less than the flu. It's a cold, God damn it, a cold. Stop with the masks. 
Stop trying to treat us like we are yours. This, 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 this thirst for power to feel like, listen, we're in charge. What does he not get, Eric Adams? I know he just won, but it ain't working for the Democrats. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, that stuff didn't work. It's part of the reason why there's going to be a bloodbath in 2022, along with bail reform, immigration, and all the other things, inflation, supply chain issues, all the other things that are ruining this country every single day. Eric Adams, wake up. Even the, as Bernie would say, the imbecile in the White House, when asked yesterday about wearing masks on airplanes, even him, he had something relatively rational to say. Biden. People continue to wear masks on planes. That's up to them. I haven't spoken to the CDC yet. All right, there you have it. Mr. President, should people wear masks on an airplane? Quote, it's up to them. Hey, that's America. Last I checked, that's where I live. You want to wear a mask the rest of your life? Joy Behar, you liar. Go ahead. God bless you. You look like an idiot, but go for it. Wear two of them. Wear five of them. I don't care, but I don't want to wear one, and I'm not going to wear one. So, Eric Adams. You can hold meetings all day long till you turn blue in the face. This New Yorker, I ain't listening. More of Bernie and Sid right after this. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So I got these uh, I got these house problems again. Most of you folks know, you all know, in fact, that uh, we moved, me, Danielle, Gabe, and Ava. Um, I think a lot of you figured out where it is. Some of you haven't. That's fine. But uh, it's a house. And we spent the last six years, since I moved back to New York City to work in this dream job with Byrne, um, in New York City, living in apartments, living down by Wall Street on Hanover Square for about a year and a half, and then four and a half years on the... Upper West Side, which is, again, and I say this with zero remorse and no hesitation, the worst people that God ever created. The worst. I mean, you could talk about the Taliban. You could talk about ISIS. I don't care. West Siders are worse. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're gross. They're stupid. And um, not just because they're liberal or, well, yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. But I, I don't miss it. I can tell you that. But the one thing about living in an apartment is you don't do anything. If you have a halfway decent handyman, and not the handyman this lady had in Queens. Well, maybe too soon for that. I don't know. Uh, but if you have a halfway decent handyman, <laughs> then uh, they do everything for you. You know, the washing machine breaks, and uh, here comes Frankie. He's going to fix it. You know, you get uh, the doorman. I had great doorman at that building. They take care of everything. 
Now I have real house issues. So we had the alarm put in on Friday, ADT, great alarm company. And we're out for dinner last night and enjoying, again, a wonderful night. Thanks again to the folks at Don Pepe's. And my phone starts to go nuts. You know, this new technology is great. You can, I've got cameras. I I can watch the front of my house, the side of my house, my driveway, all of it from my phone. I could be anywhere and see what's going on in and around my house. So my phone starts to go nuts. Somebody, there's a breach in the kitchen. There's a breach in the living room. The back door is open. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm 20 minutes from home. Haven't had the cake yet at dinner. Enjoying my birthday. And I got the alarm company calling me. I said, well, wait a second, wait a second. I had the exterminator here earlier today, and he may have left that back door on the second floor open. That's what I think is going on. Is anybody in my house? Can you tell? They said, Mr. Rosenberg, we can't tell. We're sending somebody over right now. I said, great. Are you going to call me and tell me when someone gets there what's going on? We will call you right away. Fine. 20 minutes goes by. We have the cake. We are leaving. A great dinner. I never hear from the alarm company again. I'm in the car now on the way home. Mike is uh, driving us, and my phone starts to go nuts again. Now, every single motion detector in my house is reading someone is there. And we're like, oh, my God, what are we coming home to? We pull up to my house, and there are two police cars sitting in front of my house. The front door is wide open, and we're like, oh, my God, what is going on? turns out that I guess the exterminator really did leave that second door open on the second floor, and there was nobody in the house. There was no break-in attempt. None of that. I live in a very, very safe neighborhood. But um, the cops were there. Poor Gabriel comes home from dinner. He's got four policemen walking inside the house, including his bedroom. He's like, Dad, what's going on? I'm like, nothing, Gaby. The wind blew the door open. The alarm went off. I said, the good news is, look how quickly the police come to the house if, in fact, there really was Something bad going on, which, again, there wasn't, and very rarely does. There's no crime in my neighborhood, none. Uh, but the police got there right away, and the four of them uh, were very, very nice, one lady cop and three men. And, uh, of course, Mike Sullivan walks in and goes, this is Sid from uh, Sid and Bernie, and he loves the police. They all looked at me like I had four heads, like, like Bernie would say, like a monkey looking at a clock. They had no idea who I was. But um, all wished me a very, very happy birthday, went home, everything was fine. But these are now house problems. You've had these for years, Lou. You've got your own house. I mean, they're so. going to love you out there, I think. What, are you living there two weeks? Uh, three weeks. <laughs> and you already have the I got cops. police in front of the house. <laughs> the yeah. My house. neighbors are outside. <laughs> this, this neighborhood is so quiet so and quiet. secluded. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. you could already have the cops show uh, up. Uh, I, I, you know, and, and quiet and secluded, I, I make that seven-block walk over to the, you know what street I'm talking about. They've got restaurants yes. and bars. It's a great street. And I get stopped almost every day. These are... The greatest Americans, this new neighborhood where I live now, not the old neighborhood, they, uh, for the most part, they're Republicans. They love the cops. They support Donald Trump. They love Bernie and Sid. Uh, most days, if I'm walking in that neighborhood, uh, a bunch of people will stop me. Oh, my God, Sid, we love you. We love Bernie. We love Lou, the whole, the whole thing. So um, it's, a, it's completely different. I mean, night and day from where I just left. We're on Sunday mornings. If I'm on 103rd and Broadway, you get these uh, blue ladies, the blue-haired ladies, these old Jewish people, these morons. they got a group called the Three Park Democrats, which includes Central Park, Riverside Park, and Morningside Park. And they have pamphlets for people like Fat Jerry Nadler, who's one of the worst politicians in American history. (laughs) This other guy, Jackson, 
who actually, uh, when he was running for office, showed a picture of the planes hitting the World Trade Centers in an effort to push his new Green Deal. These are the people, these old Jewish people on the Upper West Side would, would, would berate me with on a Sunday morning. And I was always very respectful. I'd be like, no, no, thanks, I'm the wrong guy. And eventually, after the third or fourth person came to me, I'm like, you people are sick. I'm a Republican. Leave me alone. Not like where I live now. You, you live in the same place, though. Uh, you could attest. These are great Americans. It's a great area. Almost every house has an American flag, right? Yep. Almost every one. Well, you know who lives there a lot. A lot of police and firemen live there. That's exactly right. Police, firemen, first responders, all those uh, brave and courageous folks. Well, so. the, the suburbs tend to be that way. Even where I grew up in Chappaqua, there's there's a lot what are you more about Bill and Hillary Clinton. I understand. In I understand. But if you dig deeper under the surface, yeah. there's a lot of Republicans. There's a lot of conservatives no, that not. reside in, in no, Chappaqua. I'm telling no, you not. that there are. It's, it's like hip and hip in Chappaqua. I'm See, telling you that there are. No, your there's bo- not. Your boss Justin Elk is telling you that you just don't get it. Yeah, he's wrong. Um, where I live is exclusively Republicans. You'd be nuts. If you're a Democrat, to ever admit it where I live, you yeah, there were there's some Republicans there, but that's Bill Clinton territory, baby. Well, it was. I mean, now they're just they kind of just wander around. They're not. Bill, Bill and Hillary. Yeah, Bill. Uh, I think Bill's a mute at this point. He just he walks around. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. say anything. Yeah, and uh, you know, slick Willie. What it are you is kind of sad. But Obama, of course, uh, he's the man now. And I guess it turns out one of the big stories today is that when Obama came to the White House a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about that day, me and Bernie, almost that whole morning. It was such an embarrassment for Joe Biden. Kamala Harris was like, oh, crazy, oh, 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 oh. And uh, I guess it turns out that that day Joe Biden told Barack Obama he is 1,000%, 1,000% going to run again in 2024. Now, remember, he's already 79 years old. By the time we get to 2024, Joe Biden will be 82 years old. He's already the worst president in the history of our country. And he's only about 15 months in. You could just imagine how much worse it's going to get. His approval rating is somewhere below 40%. Worse than Trump when, when half this country hated Donald Trump. So why Joe Biden thinks with his faculties basically disappearing and uh, destroying this country, He's going to run again at 82 years old. I don't know why, but but reports are he told Barack Obama a few weeks ago he is absolutely going to run. So you got that to look forward to. Uh, I guess. I, 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 I really I don't care, and I don't believe him. Yeah, either do I. Uh, <laughs> folks, we've got uh, traffic and sports coming up next. Right now, it's the 77 WABC clip of the day. It is uh, Rita Cosby. Protecting America, this is her podcast. It's on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Download and subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. In this specific episode, Rita talks about New York City politicians. We have had a series of politicians. And first off, let's get into like Mayor Bill de Blasio, of course, in New York City, defunded a good portion of police. A lot of the funds haven't come back. You know, we've had a governor who has said, I'm going to cut slack to Alvin Bragg on bail reform. Let's give him some slack is sort of the phrase. How much slack can New Yorkers handle? I was trying to get Bill de Blasio out of my mind now that he's gone, and it's like the ghost of de Blasio. He just whops around. Now, stay entertained and informed with Bernie and Sid in the Morning on 77 WABC. 
If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gabolaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. So I'm minding my own business over the weekend. Not that we ever need an excuse to bring on Curtis Sliwa, who is one of the great radio voices. And I mean this sincerely. And I don't want to hand out compliments to the talent because I'm narcissistic. People always tell me that. <laughs> um, but Curtis Sliwa is one of the great voices in the history of New York radio. And he sends me a text this weekend. He goes, listen, I was listening to the best of Bernie and Sid over the weekend. And he said, Sid, I have to tell you. Uh, that I thought the Eric Adams interview was really good, specifically you, the questions you asked, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, thank you. You know, it was uh, we were happy to have Eric on. And, and uh, for the most part, I thought Eric did a decent job when we did ask him some very difficult questions. Even when he had no answer, he danced around it pretty good. And I said he should come in this week and talk more about it. So here he is, uh, the man that uh, got uh, right up to Eric Adams. He won the right side uh, gave it a valiant effort, should have won. He'd be a much better mayor than Eric Adams, I can promise you that. But again, still a legendary voice here in New York City, the great Curtis Slewell. Good morning, Curtis. Oh, good morning, and as you know, I'm back on the attack. Came out of the subways this morning, and I said, yeah, yeah, homeless, emotionally disturbed, no cops. Now, None. Why is it that everybody you talk to sees no cops in the subway? The other night on the Catch Roundtable at 5, at yeah. Cox, former New York State GOP chairman, yeah, had mentioned that he had been on the 6th train twice that day going back and forth to business meetings. Didn't see any cops. What's happening is people are not having faith in government. Government says we're going to flood the subway system with police. You would think they would be identifiable, easy to spot. I don't see them. I don't know if they're eyeing. I don't know if they're having a, a scrum or a cabal, but mm. they're not there. You know, I have to uh, make a mental note. Again, I take the train every day from uh, Grand Central because I work out at a gym on 41st and uh, 3rd there, courtesy, a New York sports club, down to the ferry on Wall Street. I've yeah. only been paying attention. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've seen a cop either in the last month. I'm going to make a mental note to really double-check that every day. What about the Eric Adams conversation? that uh, we had, me and Bernie, with Eric Adams, did you find good? And um, you had to be critical of, of something that happened during that conversation. Well, no, what it was was you could see that nobody was expecting that. It's not like you knew it was coming, you could uh, promote it, it was in advance. It was he came on, you guys were very respectful, uh, He was you were fair with him, he was able to elucidate what his points were, he was able to spin off the ropes but I'm telling you, Sid, you were relentless. Every time he would do a spin off the ropes, and I know what that's like, because during the campaign, I'd have to do the spin off the ropes. 
you were relentless. You wouldn't let him. You wouldn't let him just get his point off without uh, posing the counterpoint of view, which was brilliant. So that as a listener, you felt, yeah, yeah, the mayor had a lot to say, but uh, Sid and Bernie were very fair, very respectful, but they didn't didn't let him get away with anything. No, no, no. I mean, we um we hit him with the anti-gay bill in Florida. Uh, we hit him with the crime here in New York City. What we did not really bash him over, although I did bring up the fact that he loves uh, Kyrie Irving and, and Aaron Judge, and Bernie followed up with a pretty good question. We didn't bash him over the COVID stuff, but here he is again, Curtis Sliwa, in the news this morning, considering, which means he's going to do it, bringing back mask mandates because six old people on the Upper West Side have a runny nose. Can you explain this to me? Well, Look at yesterday. You pointed it out. He was in Staten Island. They were outdoors. It was cold. And they were right near the Kill Van Coley Arthur Kill. It's even <laughs> colder there. You know, the, you could see they're freezing their tuchus off. And he has his mask on. I know. During the press conference, too. I know. Didn't even take it off. Obviously, he just had uh, COVID. So now in his mind, and this is this is how he processes things. It's I and me, not us and we. I, who have a regimen every day, he exercises. He eats good food, right? He eats. He drinks good beverages. He doesn't abuse his body. I got COVID-19. Look at all these people out here with these preconditions. I must save them as the COVID-19 variant now begins to go up. And I say to myself, that's all you needed to see. Not only was he the only one wearing, wearing his mask, his N95 mask, through the whole press conference, but when it was his turn to speak, he kept the mask on. That's it. The mask is coming back. <laughs> you should have been able to figure that out. Yeah, I, just, I never uh, saw that before. Uh, in terms me, either, of men. me either. And I was just ranking on the Upper West Side because I lived there for the better part of four oh. and a half years. And you and I were basically neighbors. And I can't stand the people up there. I just can't stand them. Really, I can. And uh, you were making the point, and you're right about that. Every block is a COVID tent. And all these old, like you call them, out the cockers, these old Jews standing outside for hours and hours and hours. Is to find out what. Let me what? explain. Let me explain. Okay. The Upper West Side now has the highest rate of COVID-19 in the city. Highest rate. Highest rate. And it's not because they have the highest rate. It's because they get tested like three times a day. Their schnozzes must be <laughs> sore from those swizzle sticks going up there. So this is the typical Upper West Side. And by the way, everybody up there still wears a mask. I, I would tell Bernie, I'd come in the morning, he'd be like, they stop. I go, no, everybody Wait. is still wearing masks. Wait, Indoors, outdoors, it doesn't matter. It's not one mask. It's two, it's three masks. I know. The shields, they got the shields, they got the hazmat <laughs> suit. They're still wearing the Playtex gloves. I know. Everybody gave them up on the gloves. Not in the Upper West Side. I'll tell you a story that relates to that. My sister, I, to I talked about this yesterday. My sister Lizzie, she's on her way to, to uh, Rome to see my nephew Logan. And she stops at Heathrow Airport in London. And for some reason, my sister's like the worst. She Facebooks everything. So she Facebooks, London is giving us the choice whether or not to wear a mask. So my oldest sister, Alana, who is a, a beautiful girl, I love her to death, but she's a moron. And she's a, a helpless liberal, including her husband, my brother-in-law, Harry. I mean, really beyond stupid. They get their information from the, from the New York Post, excuse me, the New York Times and the Washington Post. She puts on Facebook, I suggest you wear a mask. That's my sister. She belongs on the Upper West Side. She used to live in New City in Rockland County, but she's got the same mindset. Wear a mask. Why? Is there any science to back that up? Not really. And not only that. 
Go ahead, knock yourself out. If you want to look like the Sphinx, if you want to look <laughs> like they're wrapping you ready to sort of give you a dirt bath, that's fine. Do it. But to the rest of us, Leave we us don't want to wear a mask. So now when I go in the subways, naturally I don't wear a mask. It used to be people would high fornicate you, mad dog you. They'd come up, where's your mask? You should be a role model. Where's your now, about a quarter of the people don't wear a mask. They're mostly younger. The older you are, generally they'll wear a mask. Yeah. But people have had it with the mask, but not in the Upper West Side. No. They want to set up a no-mask zone. <laughs> so that if you don't have, you know, it's like West Bank, oh, East God. Bank. They, you, you shouldn't be able to come in. In fact, some of them were talking because, you know, they've repealed the fact that you have to wear masks on flights. They want it the way it used to be. Remember, no smoking, smoking. Yeah. So if you go onto the plane, if you're not wearing your mask, you you have to come in separately from everybody else, and they they come keep on. a curtain between you, like come they on. used to have with no smoking and smoking on I the planes. Sure. No, listen. It's like walking into a restaurant. You must wear your mask. But when you sit down two feet later, you can take the mask off. And I hate wearing the mask on the ferry. I've got a 50-minute ride every day. They make me wear the mask. I can't stand it. Let me tell you something. If you, you saw the mayor yesterday in Staten Island, nobody had a mask on. There were Democrats, Republicans. Nobody had a mask on. The mayor had the mask on, and then it was his turn to talk. He kept the mask on talking. You're all going to be wearing masks again. Get the Depends out. This way you have the double protection on your nose and mouth. I think it's also a fait accompli. I agree with you. I think we're going to be wearing masks again because that's what Eric Adams and these people do. I'm not sure why. I mean, I think it's, well, uh, yeah, it, it's hurting them. Look, it's at, hurting them. look at Philadelphia. Highest murder rate in the nation now, right? Uh, you need a bulletproof body condom there to survive. <laughs> you know, going to see the cracked Liberty Bell, yeah. Betsy Ross's house. Yeah. Oh, you gotta wear a mask. You gotta wear. I say, are you out of your mind? What do you mean wear a mask? That's the problem. That's why we have high crime also. All these guys get away with having to wear a mask. Right. Okay. This is what bandits did back yeah. in the 1880s. Right. Now it's legal and actually encouraged to walk around with a, with something on your face that we can't recognize you. Uh, above and beyond the mask issue, which is ridiculous, and Eric Adams should be humiliated. Stop it. Uh, I'm sorry you had to stay home for four or five days, but no one's dying from this. Please leave us alone. Uh, crime in this city has not gotten any better. And no. he ran against you with the promise. I said this a couple of days ago. If Eric Adams ran and said, listen, folks, folks, here's the deal. This city is in such bad shape. There's really nothing I can do. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to bring back some old police tactics. I'm going to add more cops. I'm going to take it more seriously than Bill de Blasio. But the truth is it's so bad, odds are I can't fix it. If he would have done that, I'd be like, hey, what do you want from the guy? But he stood there and said, yeah. I'm going to fix it from day one. From day one. And it's worse now than under de Blasio. Remember, he does not deserve any benefit of the doubt. Don't tell me. Give him more time. He promised to fix it from day one. Right. Remember, he gets on the train the early morning of January 1st at Kosciusko Street on the J train. Not Kosciusko, Kosciusko Street. (laughs) He looks downstairs. There are three Latinos brawling, remember? I do remember that. He decided, I'm not going down there and getting my Ferragamos dirty and my uh, custom-made suit. He calls 911. They don't respond. He gets on the J train. It's an emotionally disturbed person. It's a homeless person. It's a drunk person. He's trapped in the car like residents are, commuters are. He gets to City Hall for his first meeting. He tells everyone assembled... This is going to stop. Well, it's worse than it was on his first day in office. Well, let me ask you this. Let's say that uh, God was better to us. Yes. 
and Curtis Sliwa actually won. And, and I mean this sincerely. Yeah. You, you would have been a great mayor. You know this city better than anybody, not afraid of crime. Uh, if you would have won, what would you be doing different now than Eric Adams is doing? First off, the cops, you're down in the subway, and you put your freaking hat on. Don't go hiding in the in the corners there. You know, they're all John Travolta. They're not wearing their hats. <laughs> right. Why do you get issued a hat so you could be spotted in the middle of a crowd? If you're not wearing your hat, especially the size, you know, you, you don't have gigantors in the police department anymore. You have some real shorty shorts. If you don't walk up to them, you never know that they were cops. They're, they're sexting, they're texting on their iPhones, smartphones. No, 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 no. We're taking your phones. We're locking it up in your locker. You got your Motorola radio for your eight-hour shift. When you finish, you go you go sext and text. You uh, knock yourself out. And you put cops on the moving trains. When's the last time you saw a cop walking up and down a train? I, I can't remember the last time I saw that. Go to the I, Museum of Natural History. <laughs> They may they may have showcased that on one of the old uh, Redbirds. Uh, to your credit, I've actually seen Guardian Angels. Yes, up and down the train, not cops. Guardian Angels. We, yes, we, when we patrol, yes, we're going up and down because if you don't provide any security on the moving train, how are you going to know if there are any problems? You, people, you don't. people come up to you. They say, there's a guy out there. He's exposing himself. <laughs> okay, we'll deal with him. He's trying to prove to the women in the car that he doesn't suffer from erectile dysfunction. Right? I mean, look, the guy's got some serious oh, mental God. issues. So oh. we tell the guy, hey, put your schlong in your pants, pull right. your pants up, and you're getting off the train the next stop. Yeah. And they comply. They do. No, last one, uh, somebody came to me last week after the subway shooter. He was out there. What's his name again? He's not even in the news. No. The biggest crime. Oh, my God. He was diabolical. This is an act of domestic terrorism. Today, you don't even mention You don't hear anything about Frank James. Uh, like, Bernie, like Bernie said, and he's right, like the Waukesha guy who drove the yes. car. Uh, Bernie was right about well, that. Well, what do they have in common? Their complexion is their protection. They're if you were a white guy, we'd be... Hearing about it for the next year. No doubt, and that is exactly why the media allowed that story to die. Like you said, his name is Frank James. But um, I got a report uh, the next morning that he was uh, arrested, that they found him. And I got that, that it came from you. Yes. Now, what was that all about? Uh, I had heard from some police who said, we think we got him. We think we got him. I said, you sure? When we sure. think we got him. I mean, the guy is a big, fat, black guy. There's no way you, 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 did they confuse him with somebody else. Remember, he was taking a 30-hour tour around New York City, <laughs> looking like one of the village people, I you know, know, with the construction hat, the orange vest. I mean, he, he, he was he was stuck out like a sore thumb. He said, Katz is deli, <laughs> sandwich. I need a little more mustard here. I'm still hungry. I go to the Mickey D's on 6th Street in First Avenue. He calls it in. I'm here. Now, you know that 911 operator didn't believe him. Of course They not. were probably getting right. pranked all day. No, but, but there was a cameraman that saw him, I guess, uh, moments before that walking down the street. So it made it easy. And listen, again, no one loves the cops more than me and you and Bernard. Uh, but they didn't get him. I mean, Eric Adams is out there taking a victory lap, and so is Kathy Hochul and, and excuse me, uh, uh, Shul, the police commissioner. They didn't get him. No, the guy Zach, called, he called it in. Remember, it was Zach, the Syrian guy, right? <laughs> I see the man. He's there. Same man. Remember, he's all excited. He's 21 years old. He's uh, out of Syria five years. He's Walking up and down first. And all these, remember, these are DHS, you know, dem Democratic Socialists of America. They normally want to release people. They're cheering on Zach. 
Now, when are we going to recognize Zach, right? When are we bringing him to City Hall with his friends? Because you know him. He's going to be like, remember Andrew Giuliani as a kid? Yeah. He's going to be uh, high-fiving everybody, <laughs> climbing all over the way. It's great to be American. We got him. We got him. He got him. He got him. We didn't. No, we didn't. And by the way, do you know what today is? What is today? So yesterday I'm down at City Hall with We have, we have like 60 seconds. Right. I'm with, sorry. With, with Rudy and Andrew. And I yeah. see a lot of police going to one police plus. You know what t- tomorrow is, Curtis? Uh, yeah, yeah four, we day. 420. 420. No. Yeah. No. No. It's Hitler's birthday. It is Hitler's birthday. You know, yes. white supremacists. Yeah. They all act yeah. up. <laughs> I said, stop with this white supremacy oh, thing. Go to Bed Bath & Beyond and check the white sheet <laughs> section. Where are these white supremacists that you're all afraid of? Eric Adams needs additional security. Oh, he, he's hired his brother. Right. To protect him from white supremacy. That's right. And then the president, white supremacy, yeah. and the guy yeah. at the border, white yeah. supremacy. Right. Stop it already. Meantime, almost every crime is committed by a black person, and it's committed against a black person, which is unbelievable. Frank James, has, do we hear anything more about it? <laughs> what happened to the guy? The worst crime in our lifetime. I know. Well, thank God nobody died that. Day. Hey, when can folks hear you again on the station? Oh, remember, I'm doing 12.15 to 1 now oh, during, the, during the week. And today, it's all about 420, the Perfect. legalization of marijuana, both in New York and New Jersey. Yes. A lot of people don't know what the rules and the laws and how it will be sold. I'm going to break it all oh, down. Good, good. My, my wife, Danielle, is actually all over that because she wants to be the one to, to go to the legal part, getting licenses and registration. Oh, I, I She's going to make a ton of money. I thought you meant she was doing puff, puff, pass. <laughs> I know. We don't smoke oh, weed. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> I want to make sure that. <laughs> Thank you, though. Do you? I did. I remember I had medical marijuana. Oh, that's right. I got yes. all shot yeah. up, and then after that. Yeah. By the way, why don't we t- we'll both, all take whiz tests here <laughs> and make sure we're not, huh? That's not a bad idea. We got to break. let's get in the little boy's room right now. <laughs> uh, Curtis Sliwa, folks, an amazing appearance. We're back with our number two with Bernie and Sid right after this. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. <laughs> Wednesday morning, hour number two of the number two rated show here in New York City every morning. The Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Stop for a second, uh, boss. Our uh, boss has has, uh, stopped in. He, of course, is the man that made the decision to bring me back to New York six years ago. He put this show together, and uh, his vision, along with John Katsimatidis, has made this station, and Margot, of course, has made this station the huge success that it is today. The ratings came out yesterday, and don't believe what other folks are saying around the city. This station is doing remarkably well. In fact, if you would have said to me a couple of years ago, we'd be where we are today, I would have said you were nuts. But because of leadership like Chad Lopez, 
and uh, tremendous talent like me and Byrne, we uh, we have gotten there. So with that said, here he is, the president, the vision behind WABC, Chad Lopez. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations to you, Sid. Uh, and, and most importantly, uh, congrats to all of our listeners, our loyal listeners, for being part of this success. And we want to thank them for their their loyal listenership, right? So, yes. um, but Sid, you're 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 right. Uh, it's it's not me. You're only as good as your team. We know that. We always say that, right? Yep, so yes. You're only good as everyone around you. Um, John and Margo give us the opportunity to be great, and they invest in the product, and they want and they want a product, which is so. big because I, I would I would I felt so badly for you all those years. You know, you have these meetings, and you had all these great ideas, great ideas. And I would always say, I go either Chad is a genius or he's a madman. He's going to go one way or the other. <laughs> Turns out you're a genius. Uh, and, and Cumulus, God bless them. I don't want to kill them, but they weren't helping you. You know, you lose PLJ one day, you lose Nash one day, you lose the other station one day. Now you're down to me and Bernie and WABC. You're trying to hold on. You got all these great ideas. Here comes John and Margo. They implement your ideas, and oh my God, you've got a top-rated station. In New York City. So that's a testament to you. You know what? I mean, it, it, when you look at radio, you look at what's going on, the best talkers, and you are one of them, right? <laughs> uh, even on the Imus, you were great. You were Thank great you. with Imus, too, um, and Bernie. The uh, But having you come back and the energy you've brought, uh, it, it just tells a story. And when you look at the FM stations in the market, they're having a hard time right? Yeah. because yeah. of technology and everything. But what is real and relevant is news, sports, talk. That's right? it. And talk is, uh, is 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 doing well for New York, and uh, the growth that we've had is amazing. And I came in to congratulate you, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Congratulate everyone. Sid, you show up every day. You bring that energy. So does Bernie, and and uh, it's incredible. The growth is. Uh, it you know John when he bought the station, what he what does he always say? He just wants us to tell the truth. Yes. Right. That's yes. that's what he wants, and that was his vision and uh, investing in it. And I think. Uh, we're on our way. We're, we're on, on our way. way and, well, we're actually uh, more been, than on our way. We're actually yeah. almost there. We're there, yeah. I remember uh, one of the first meetings we had in the office. I was only back a little while. We were getting our asses kicked. Imus was still on the air, not getting big ratings. Me and Bernie were working hard. You kept saying, guys, it's going to come. It's going to come. And right. I said, Chad, I did not come back here to lose. <laughs> That's right. And you, and you said That's to right. me, you said, no, you didn't. You came back here to win, and we're going to win. We're going right. to win. And I would leave and go, he's crazy. And now we're winning. So it's just, uh, it's been a, uh, it's been a, a, a great six years. Yeah. It really has. So Sid, I ask you this one question before yes. I go. How many brawls almost come to fist fights between you and I yeah. in, in, in cumulus, even here sometimes, right? Well, the first and one it, was in, in your office in cumulus. <laughs> and that we did actually touch each other. It was actually yes. a push and a push. But, um, and we've had a couple of ones on the yeah. bone, including here, yeah, that's right. that were rough. But, but it, it all came from the right place. Of course. Because of passion of course, and care. Of course. Right? And, and, and that's, I, I would say to Danielle, she go, are you mad with Chad? I go, of course not. I go, <laughs> if, if the President of the United States ran the country right. with some of that, uh, not even anger, it's 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 enthusiasm, there's some aggression there, right. but that's leadership. That's a guy that cares. I never get angry. I get no, angry for two seconds, I hang up the phone I and go, that you. son of a bitch, I Dan, I'll, I'll kick his ass. <laughs> and, th- and then I go, that is exactly the type of guy that you have to have to win. Oh, thank you. I and and we've that. won, and uh, I'm yeah. just, I'm just uh, thrilled to be here. And uh, I love John and Margo, but I was there from day one. You brought me back. Yeah. So there's always going to be a special bond between you and I. And I thank you, and I love you, and congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you to John and Margo for allowing us to do Absolutely. this and making it a great station.
bring thank you. WABC, making it great again. There it right. is. Thank you. Chad Lopez, right. everybody. And uh, it is a great day here at WABC. Thank you. He, uh, by the way, he didn't thank you at all. I'd never heard Justin Alex's name mentioned. I don't once need thanks. Listen. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I'm I don't not... think he's a very big fan of yours, i got to be honest. I, hey. <laughs> Listen, the boss man's entitled to his opinion. That's, uh, why, that's quite... why he is the boss Come man. Come on. What a great job. How exciting is it here? I mean, Lou, you were there at the end of the Imus days and Cumulus, and it was rough, man. Bleak. It was rough. Bleak. Right? Yeah. Well, I think the word you were looking to uh, for before in terms of the riffs that you guys had, I wouldn't even call them riffs, but uh, passion, right? You yes. guys both have this passion. Yeah, that's the word you, I was looking you, for. You, You're you, right. you, you have this hunger to succeed. Yes. And uh, you'll stop at nothing to get it, which no. is um, no, listen, I, remarkable. I, I, I have a certain vision for the show. He knows that. And not, listen, I don't run the show. It's a two-man team. Bernie's uh, and me are the two. Uh, but, but, I, but I do employ a lot of what I believe works. And uh, I do tend to be that guy more than Bernard. And we have fought over that over the years, Chad and I. But I will I will say this. For the most part, my vision for the show is exactly on par with Chad. Exactly. When we fight, it's about other stuff. Just so you know. There's nothing to do with this radio show. We've had horrible screaming matches. Horrible. Had nothing to do with the vision for this particular radio show. Well, you're two very big personalities. Yeah. You know, who care a lot about the success of this station and uh, care, uh, you know, more importantly, I mean, maybe care more deeply about such each other. A suck of you. hear this, Lou? You know? Justin Ellis. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's wonderful <laughs> to watch. Just the, uh, the romance. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Oh, you are funny. Oh, you make you like funny. Like a romance. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I dream about yeah, something like that God, one day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe with Lou, you know, maybe me and Lou will. We'll develop that sort That's of connection. Happen, no. You don't think happen. so? He's no. already started a, I don't see it. a few yeah. propositions. I can't <laughs> I'm, I'm so sure he has. I woke up yeah. this morning. I turned yeah. over. I thought I was going to see my guides. I'm looking right into Lou's eyes, gazing into my soul. <laughs> and then he started singing a romantic song. Oh, how lovely yeah. is that? Yeah, it is lovely. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh he's uh, a moray. <laughs> <laughs> so Curtis was a great at 645. You've got three more great guests coming your way this morning. The Congressman Peter King. He's here 740 every Wednesday morning. He's coming up. He promises to be great radio. Dr. Mark Siegel coming up next hour. Again, Mayor Eric Adams meeting with his people today and considering, if not doing, bringing back mask mandates. We'll talk to Dr. Mark Siegel. What a waste of time that is. Not Siegel, Eric Adams. And then at uh, 840, she's always great, Judge Janine. And Judge Janine was on a tear yesterday on the 5 on Fox News. There's a couple of shows left on Fox News that are great. Tucker Carlson, I believe, is still the best personality on television since bill o'reilly left he's great at eight o'clock sean hannity is very predictable i'll be honest i love sean and he is i can only dream of enjoying the success sean hannity has had but his show is very predictable almost the same show every night but he's still great and the same with laura ingram Uh, then after that you know it gets kind of dicey i really like jesse waters at seven o'clock up against greg kelly on newsmax brett bear i can you know go either way and the five is a great show, except when they bring on one of these liberals. You know, Juan Williams was there for years. I can't stand Juan Williams. Can't stand him. And every now and then you'll see like Harold Ford Jr. with Donna Brazil, one of these folks, you know. Uh, but uh, Janine is now a mainstay there, and she is great. So she's been screaming about something we've been screaming about on this show for a long time, which is immigration. We're all worried about Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine, Russia. I'm watching right now John Kirby and all these people on MSNBC and CNN. In the meantime, the issue, what's going on at the southern border, is a heck of a lot more dangerous 
to everyday lives here in America than anything going on in Ukraine, Russia. Anything. And thank God for people like Bernie and Sid and Janine who talk about this on a regular basis. Now, when Donald Trump was president, and again, folks, I'm not nearly the Trump man Bernie is. I didn't vote for Trump the first time. But I can admit he did a great job. He did a great job. When he was president, there were no issues at the border. There were none. None. He was building a wall. He had people there making sure people weren't coming in illegally. He came up with Title 42. Trump did a great job. Biden takes over. It's a complete mess. Now the system is broken. It was not broken during the four years of President Trump's reign. It was broken when Biden took over. But that doesn't stop Biden's circle back Saki. What is Bernie called Jen Saki? Oh, uh, the peppermint patty. Something like that. (laughs) That doesn't stop her from blaming everybody else for all of Joe Biden's shortcomings, including once again immigration yesterday talking about a broken system. It has been a longstanding open invitation. Uh, Any Republican who wants to work with us on immigration reform, you're invited. I think it's clear what we're seeing from Republicans is an effort to politicize this and not fix what we all recognize as an outdated and broken system. It was not outdated and broken again when President Trump was in charge. And uh, uh, I wish Peter Ducey, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, would have asked her that right afterwards. But Judge Deneen, who will join us once again coming up at 840, addressed Jen Psaki's broken system claims on Fox News. Here's what the judge had to say. I'm tired of hearing that the border is broken. It's not broken. The immigration laws are not broken. People just don't want to follow them. That's like me saying, you know what? The United States Supreme Court refused to hear the SALT argument by those of the people paying taxes in New York, New Jersey, and in California. And, you know, therefore, the, the tax laws are broken. They're not broken. They just are the way they are. That's exactly right. So I mentioned earlier that uh, during Barack Obama's visit to the White House a couple of weeks ago, uh, the complete embarrassment. That was the one day where Bernie said he actually felt badly for Joe Biden because it was clear everybody was paying attention to Obama and nobody cared about the current president. And he's right about that. It was a humiliating day for Joe Biden. But I guess on that day, Joe Biden whispered in Obama's ear, I'm running again, 2024. I may be 82 years old. I may be the worst president in the history of this country. I may not know the difference between an Applejack and a Fruit Loop. But I'm running for president, God damn it. And that's the end of it. So uh, Sean Hannity, sticking with Judge Jeanine and Fox News, talked last night about what people in and around Joe Biden every day are saying about the 79-year-old president. I'm looking at somebody. Somebody needs to step in here because everybody in that White House knows that he's in far worse shape than we even know. They knew it during the campaign. They know it now. And the weakness abroad is is hurting the country because our adversaries, our enemies also see what we see. They see a president in a massive, precipitous cognitive decline. Now, I don't think that Vladimir Putin would have acted the way he's been acting if there was a strong president in office, say, oh, like Donald Trump. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my my best guess. See, and you're not wrong, Sean, because the evidence is there. Donald Trump, if we would if we would say, for example, hey, if Trump was president, this wouldn't happen and made it into a hypothetical. Then Sean Hannity may be going out on a limb. The fact is, last I checked, President Trump, he was the president for four years. And Putin did dick. He did nothing. He did nothing. 
There was no talk about China and Taiwan. Rocket Man wasn't firing off rockets and missiles like he does now, doesn't care. Iran wasn't as bold as they are now. None of this was going on. And that is a fact when Donald Trump ran this country for four years. So Joe Biden thinks he's going to scare Vladimir Putin with sanctions? Putin doesn't care. Here's Putin on those sanctions. We can now confidently say that such policy of sanctions towards Russia has failed. We can now confidently say that the sanctions towards Russia have failed. Trump was strong. He was somewhat intimidating because he was unpredictable, if not crazy, and Putin did nothing. Now he does whatever he wants. Folks, that is just one of the many issues that we discuss on this show and on this station every day. And just one of the many reasons why, when you make a statement like Joe Biden is the worst president of all time, at this point, how could you argue that? Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. I never meant to be so bad to you. One thing I said that I would never do. What a perfect song. Heat of the Moment by Asia. I think me and Justin had our first fight just now. Yeah, he wasn't happy. I'm being a pussy. I don't care. God, I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of all you radio guys. Oh, now he's coming. Okay, come all he wants. He he looks scary. You cannot put your mic on until I finish talking. So Lydia comes on 825 every morning. And uh, every now and then, if we're doing something in the 8 o'clock segment, me and Bernie are having a discussion. There's something going on, and I have to make a point that pertains to the prior discussion. I'm not going to wait until after Lydia is done 10 minutes later to make the point. So very, very rarely, by the way, very rarely, but every now and then I'll say to Lou, play some music, let me make my point, we'll get to Lydia, which is no big deal. So, of course, the powers that be here, they get crazy over nonsense. And they send out these emails, these, uh, these hysterical emails. Like, oh, like if I don't get to Lydia at 825 instead of 828, it matters. It doesn't matter. And, um, and I don't care what people say because I trust my instincts over everybody else. So long story short, Alec, now between all the different things, I guess the emails you guys get, which I don't read, to be honest, um, he feels like he's under attack. And he's like, you have to do this for me. And I'm like, no, I don't. I love Justin Ellick. I love everybody. The show comes first. And if something sounds bad on the show or good on the show, that's the way it's going to go. That's it. So Ellick now is like, well, I'm going home. And that was one of the um, most childish responses I've ever heard. 
well, I'm obviously not going home. But why would you say that? Then? And uh, we're talking about it's like, it's like Ava would say that Gabriel would we're, say we're that. We're talking about childish things. That, yesterday, you don't want to play the game because it's my birthday no, and I, I do what I want. No, just no, 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 we're talking about children That's not why John was in the studio. I was not going to okay. kick out. Hold on a second. I was first of all, the game is not is not uh, great every day anyway. Okay. Uh, it's not the best part of the show. And if we're having a show with John Katsimatidis in studio and we got the ball rolling and we're doing great, we're not going to hit a brick wall to play a game that's sponsored by a guy that, quite frankly, will stay here as long as I'm here. I don't want to hear about Pete Morgan again. I, uh, but Pete Morgan is here as long as I'm here. You, you're okay? Gonna, okay. Fine. So that's it. Fine. So there was a reason why I didn't want to play the game yesterday, and it made all the radio sense in the world. It wasn't about an ego thing. Okay. But that's, right. that's not what this is about. What is it about then? You well, tell th- me. This, this particular scenario is, is about Lydia reports. Okay. What about it? Now, my, uh, my, uh, oh my, God. my attack point here, <laughs> my, from my, <laughs> from my perspective, <laughs> from my perspective, you're, you're just causing drama, uh, for, for real, no, for really no, no, no reason. No, 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 whatsoever. You are because I do it maybe once every 30 days. No, you're asking for literally 30 seconds to jump in here and say that Corey Zelnick texted you and said you're doing a great job. It, it, today. Listen, whatever I decide is what I decide. That's it. Or whatever Bernie what, decides, that, it's, it's, it's what Bernie decides. Well, I didn't say no. The I, show the show is about Sid and Bernie first. I, I not about that. Lydia. Not I about, understand Not about that. Bill O'Reilly. Not about Peter King. Not about Bo Deedle. I understand. It's us. I understand. Okay, but, so but, so if, if, if one of us feels like we need to get something out, Lydia can wait 30 seconds. I get it, but it... Nobody it, cares. It prolongs the process. No, no, all, no, no. It, it, it doesn't do anything. You get yelled at and like a little bitch... You don't handle it, and you start to cry like you're doing now. What do you mean I don't handle it? I don't handle it because you won't listen to me. I don't listen to you. <laughs> how, am I, how else am I supposed to handle it other than ask you to, ask you to do it? You're, you're, supposed, you're the host. You're supposed, to say, so to your point, you're supposed to say that at the end of the day, the host makes a decision, not the program director, not anybody else. So, that's so what, you're going to say, the host, whether it's Bernie and or Sid, felt compelled to do this today. It's not a big deal. What do you think they're I going, say? What do you think I then said? What are you crying about this morning? I'm not crying about it. What you're asking you me? Said you're you asking were going me to be home. No, you're I'm asking, going home. You what? You're asking me? I'm to be, going. Who says it's that? It's not I'm your birthday, home. Justin. You can't go home. You're asking me to be happy about you about you not wanting to do Justin, something that Justin, I advise. This is your job. Can I? Go I home? hate to say it. Part, part <laughs> my my job part, is to be unhappy. Part that's my job. Part of the producer. Yes, it's true. I'm unhappy. I'm it's, going it's, home. It's a it's a windless position. Not before me. Part of the producer's job is to argue with the program director because the talent. I don't is want not to argue with Matt Meany. I love Matt Meany. Why do I have to well, argue I, with people? I love him too, but but Matt Meany isn't always right. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but he's still my line. boss. But he's so, still my boss. Okay, the, but part of your job is to argue with him. That's not my job. I, the, part not of my the, job. That, that's not part of my job. Of course it is. In no, you, in no part not, of my job does it say go argue with Matt Meany. Have you not listened to radio for a hundred years? I understand. Okay, no, you don't understand. I understand, but nothing. The producer's job every now and then is to serve as that middle guy between the host and the PD. And your job is to always, always support the host. I do. Not su- the PD. I, I do support then you. stop bitching and tell me you're going home this morning. You're the one who called me a pussy on the air. I got to yeah, come well, in no, here no, and defend I, myself. So you are a pussy. And that was after, after, after you said you're going home. I'm going home. Who says that? Uh, it, was, it, it wasn't a literal thing. I said, I'm going home. You do what you want. Mine's not. Because I'm going that, home. That, that's, what you're, <laughs> that's what you're telling me to do. You're telling me to just let you do what you want. So if that's the case, I, I'm I'll not, go I'm home. I'm not saying that. Say, tell me to go home. I'm going to go home. Go home. You literally Look. just said that. You literally just said that. No, no. If I decided every day or Bernie decided every day to do that, that's one thing. It's a rare occasion. When it happens, it shouldn't be 90 emails going out. Well, I, I, And if well, it is, it then w- just deal with it. It wasn't just 90 emails. Just deal with okay, it. Okay, but it wasn't 90 emails. Whatever it was, one it was email, just deal with it. And it's my job to get Look, the message you expo- to you. Look, you've been around this business longer than all of us. It's about 87 emails, I think. Yeah, <laughs> right. You, you were 
around a, a guy that is at the very top of the list is not is a producer's job partly to deal with the program director and not Bernie and or Sid. Yes all or I, no? All I know is I've heard this argument for 30 years. Thank so. you very much. Because Don did the same thing. I just doesn't want to hear this crap. So what do you want to hear this crap? How do you want me to go about it? Okay. How do you want me to go about it? You're doing it the right way. Just all you do is tell Matt, I told him. That's it. Okay, that's fine. You so to, I told you. That's all you do. And then but, Matt's going to come in and yell at me. Okay, and I'm but I, yell at him. What I tried to tell you when you came at me right, it, with right, a hostile right, manner. No, no, no. There was no. Ho- oh yes, my yes, God. it did. Yes, oh you did. You did God. the thing with the eyebrows. You did this. You were like, "Don't tell me what to do. Don't just don't just stop I, tell I, me what to I, do." First of all, I, tell I, me what I, to nev- do. I never said don't tell me what Yet, to do. Are you Look, kidding me? Did I say that? You're lying right now. No, I'm not. And did you see any any at any point that I get like he's saying right now? Oh my God! Who was the one who walked out said I'm going home and nearly slammed the door? I sat here like a chopped liver. Like a chopped liver. This is part of your job. To be treated like a piece of dirt. That's part of my yes. job. Sometimes, yes. That's that's part of my job. Okay, I'm fine. sorry. Fine. That's a producer. Whatever. You can go right to the top, top of the resume. <laughs> piece of dirt. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, I'll throw that right at It'll be my job title. Piece of trash. What's that? Piece of trash. I'll be a piece of trash. Yeah, I'll be a pile of muff on the side of the road. How many times have we heard this same exact segment with Gary Delabate and Howard Stern? where Gary is forced to do uh, – Frankie Diaz, you're a guy that's a loyal listener. Is this not almost a daily segment on Howard's show? Where Gary says yeah, the yeah, same absolutely. Type of thing. Yeah, why, why, why do I have to – that's your job. Yeah, exactly. Is he, Gary he, allowed to go home? I mean, I, I mean, I, I've, Justin does a great job, but he, he, I feel like he has to expect to get you know pooped on a lot. Especially it's not you. that I don't expect it, but I, to, to just to expect me to just sit here and get rolled over. Well, that's true. Uh, I mean, you know, like, you know, yeah, what do you mean? Uh, you are so sensitive with, today. I'm Unless not it's not sensitive. without its merits. I mean, I'm not I don't sensitive, think it's but I'm not going to do me a favor at the break. Will you go buy some maxi pads for, uh, for Justin, please? Because he clearly is going through something. Justin, I'll buy you coffee. That makes you feel better. I never raised my voice. I never raised my voice. I never got up. I never yelled at you. You all of a sudden just stormed out. I'm going home. You're extra sensitive today. What's the matter? What's going on? Is Lisa giving you a hard time at home? No. Now we got to bring in personal details it about my him, life. It took him long enough, but I he mean, got there. What are we doing? <laughs> Justin's going to get to break so bad. I think he just literally, literally wants coffee. All right. I, I wasn't actually going to go home. It was just to get a point across. Right. Well, it didn't work. It was obviously. Have, you know, you should ask somebody, a principal character is Bernard, because Bernard went through this for years too bernard was in your position i think bernie would defend me in this yes, in this scenario he, yeah bernie would defend you yes but bernie when was when he was put in the same situation by imus did whatever the f imus told him to do and, and, it didn't and, matter it didn't matter what mark chernoff said it didn't matter what eric spitz said <laughs> he did what imus wanted him okay, to do so at the end so of the that's day that's your job the now day, for me and bernie at the end of the day who's getting what they want who's getting what they want here you you or me well, you, it better you, be me you yes right. so right. what's what's the problem I don't know. You tell me what the I, problem it, it's is. It's also my job to give you pushback. Get to the clip of the day. I'm done with this. <laughs> that we sounds like you, an order. That's an order. Wow. Okay. Sit, sit quiet. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm in shock. Traffic and sports. Piece of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> are coming up next. But right now, it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Rita Cosby does this great podcast. He just got a high five from Deb Valentine. And that's, that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Frankie Diaz is now giving him a hug. Rita Cosby's Protecting America it's on the Red Apple Podcast <laughs> It's going to get more, I think. Oh, boy. Here Rita talks about the crime here in New York City. The issue of crime, repeat offenders, because there is this still revolving door. And it seems that this administration continues to have this message of, okay, we'll go after ghost guns. We'll go after other sort of forms of gun control, but they don't go after the issue 
of getting tough on criminals. It's like gun control. Where's the thug control? It's like you've got cancer, so let's clip your toenails. Hold them accountable, but give them the tools that they need. Don't take away those tools. Don't turn a blind eye to the crime happening around you. We're doing it live! Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wednesday morning, back here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. That was a great segment. That's radio, folks. That's radio right there. That's it. That's how it's done. Yeah, good luck with Justin later. <laughs> He's fine. It's actually me who's going to be upset. I think. Yes. Oh, Justin's fine. Just, Justin gets it. Uh, it was a great effort to uh, actually appearance by Curtis Sliwa earlier this morning. Dr. Mark Siegel will join us at 8.05, the latest on this ridiculous new mask mandate possibility with Mayor Eric Adams. 8.40, Judge Janine. But right now, we put this time aside every Wednesday morning for the great congressman for the better part of four decades. Me and Bernie believe he's the best politician in the history of New York, and that is saying a lot. And it is the great Peter King. I've been told that starting next week, Peter will move from 740 to 840 on Wednesday mornings. But this morning, he's still here at 740. Good morning, Peter. How are you, pal? I'm doing well, except I got to talk to Chad because he told me that I was the producer and the director and the star (laughs) of the show. And so I don't know what you guys are fighting about. I mean, Chad told me I was numero uno and do what I want when I want. And now you guys, Justin and Matt and you, and it's, it's me. It's me. I'm the guy. Hey, listen, you are starting to uh, to become a huge, uh, yeah, not starting, you're already a huge personality on this station. You're huge on our show with me and Bernard. You're big on Kathy Matiti's afternoon show. You had your own show here on Saturdays and Sundays for a while. So it could easily be you, Peter King, easily. <laughs> that was, I, I love being on with you guys. It's great. It's the highlight of the week. So. Well, thank Welcome you very much. We feel the same. We feel the same way. You are way. getting older, right? Sorry, I mean, this rumor going around that you're becoming older, that you're like in your 50s, uh, listen, 50s, 60s now, right? Listen, wise guy. I saw your Instagram post last night. Sid turned 55 today. No Bernie tomorrow, me and Sid. And you, you kind of intimated in the Instagram post that at 55, I was like Biden, almost uh, senile. I saw that in your post. It was very, very funny. That's what I, yeah, I was, I was sort of thinking that, yeah, so, you know, sort of. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's no joke. I mean, I, I do stuff Not now true. that, oh, true. my God, right, Peter? I mean, I remember my brother-in-law, Albert, once told me, Al Baker, he said, listen, I don't care if you go to the gym every day. I don't care what kind of shape you keep yourself in. You get to your 50s, mid-50s, early 60s, and you're going to start to do stuff that you can't believe you just did. And you know what? That son of a bitch is right. Yeah, there is, but listen, I'm I'm 78. Uh, John Casperitis is in his 70s. Donald Trump is going to be 76, 77. So I mean, it's uh, it's something different with Joe. But listen, age does definitely slow you down. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he seems to be wandering. He has that confused look. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I I can see why he do everything a little bit slower, and not as sharp as he used to be. But 
He seems to have gone over a different line there. He really has. No, I agree. Now, by the way, I never would have thought you. I never would have thought you were seventy-eight. I thought you were much younger. I mean that sincerely. I thought you were much, much younger nice. than that. So God bless you. You you look great. You sound great. You're in great shape. Um, but you're right. You're only one year younger than Biden, who's seventy-nine, and told Obama he's going to run again in two thousand twenty-four yeah. at the age of eighty-two. I mean, how ridiculous is that, Peter? Yeah, I mean, you know, compare uh, Joe Biden's energy level with Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump is not the most younger than Biden, yet he acts like he's 30 years younger. I mean, it's uh, yeah, there's, there's something going on there. And uh, unfortunately, you're going to have other leaders in the world taking advantage of that because it is a pretty desperate world. You can't there's only probably a few countries you can really count on. Other than that, they're constantly maneuvering and you know, looking for weakness with us. And they and they found it now. And I mean, you look at the, you know Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I mean, this is wow. Uh, I mean, one thing, if the vice president was a Joe Manchin or someone like that, so even if you don't agree with him all the time, at least you know that he knows what he's doing and he's basically solid. Uh, here you have two people who seem to be wandering all the time. I mean, as bad as Joe Biden is, you know, take a look at Kamala Harris. <laughs> it's even uh, worse. You know, totally lost. You're right. It's even worse. And Sean Hannity made the point last night on Fox News that if Donald Trump was president, this wouldn't be happening. Well, and as I said, we've already got that evidence. It's not like Donald Trump president hypothetical. He was president for 40 years, and Putin didn't do any of this stuff. And neither did uh, North Korea, neither did China, neither did Iran. All these things kind of went away for the most part for four years when Trump was leading this country. So you may hate Trump to death. You may hate his tweets. You may hate his personality. You may hate, you may hate all of that stuff. But we've got the proof in the pudding, Peter. When he was president, there was not this chaos in the world we've got today with Joe Biden. Now, even say Ukraine, and the first real aggression against Ukraine came when uh, when uh, Biden and Obama uh, were in office, and they refused to do anything. They would not give the Ukrainians any weapons whatsoever. We had the president of Ukraine coming over here in 2013, I guess, was begging, begging for weapons. And he said, instead of giving, him, uh, giving us guns, they're giving us blankets. And that's all they did. Then when Donald Trump came in with all the talk, which is always phony, about the uh, his deal with Putin, and he was a, you know some kind of a uh, Russian accomplice or something, he gave defensive weapons to Ukraine. So it was Donald Trump that gave deadly weapons to Ukraine so they could uh, hold off the Russians. And you notice there was no aggression at all against Ukraine when Donald Trump was there. You're right. Absolutely. You know, the... Uh the country, the part of the country that loves Donald Trump, loves him to pieces. Bernard is is perfect evidence of that. Uh, then there's a part of the country which is a very large part, maybe half the country, which hates his guts, hates him with a passion. And there seems to be some belief out there, not a consensus, but a belief, Peter, that the GOP may be better off with a guy like Ron DeSantis running for president because he's not disliked as much as Donald Trump. I got news for you. If DeSantis continues on the course he is right now, he'll be right there with Donald Trump in two and a half years. Yeah, uh, Ron DeSantis, here's where he has the advantage. And listen, Ron can be a tough guy to get along with, but I don't care. He'd be a strong president. He's very smart. But he takes very controversial positions, almost all of them I agree with, and he's able to defend them, though, in a very solid, rational way. He's really, uh, Ron doesn't announce anything until he knows all the details. He's, uh, he doesn't just go in his gut. He goes with having a real detailed knowledge. Listen, the guy went to Harvard, Yale. He was captain of the baseball team. Uh, he was a uh, officer in the Navy. He's, this guy's a real achiever. And I saw him in Congress. He works hard. And he would be, he, he, he's able to tap into the middle, uh, that middle class, blue collar uh, beliefs and values and ideals without necessarily, listen, he, he's going to offend the left, but he's not going to offend independent voters the way Donald Trump can do. Listen, Donald Trump 
Uh, he, he tapped into it. He was able to get elected. But you have to find a way to somehow ease up and keep those independent votes like, like Ronald Reagan did. I mean, Ronald Reagan, he was a staunch conservative. But he was able to move the country along without without dividing it any, any further. But listen, you have to assume if you're going to be a conservative running for office, you're going to be attacked. The New York Times is going to attack you every day. Uh, they, you know, the uh, mainstream media is going to attack you every day. The Democrats are going to attack you every day. But you got to be ready for that. And I, I, I think a guy like DeSantis, also Tim Scott from South Carolina, Nikki Haley, these are these are all quality candidates. But you're right, Donald Trump is definitely out front now. But we do have, unlike the Democrats, we really have a strong group coming up behind him. There's no question that you just mentioned four or five people that are very capable of doing the job. I can't think of one. If Pete Buttigieg is your best chance, you're in big trouble. Let's move to Governor. Uh, Kathy Hochul has her hands full, and I believe she's on her way out. But what's funny is me and Bernie had a discussion a couple of weeks ago, and Bernie was of the belief that the Republicans would stay kind of united, that between the top three, Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, and Rob Astorino, there would be no ugliness. And I wasn't sure if I believed that or not, and it turns out Bernie's wrong, because Astorino now is going up to Lee Zeldin on a bunch of fronts. On this show, Astorino said, just so you guys know, Lee Zeldin voted with Andrew Cuomo every step of the way. Now, again, yesterday, Astorino going after Lee Zeldin with other charges about the way he's running his campaign. So it has gotten a little ugly between Rob and specifically Zeldin. Are you surprised to see that? Yeah, but I, listen, so, so long as it doesn't get very personal, uh, 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 we can survive it. But again, you have know, to say that Lee Zeldin voted with Cuomo. First of all, he was only... I think Lee was only in the state legislature two years when Cuomo was governor. And during those two years, Andrew Cuomo actually ran to the right. I mean, he did a balanced budget. Uh, he was actually, he was the main speaker uh, early on at the, uh, I guess this is back in 2009 when he was still attorney general. He was the main speaker at the uh, New York State Conservative Convention. Uh, he was up there speaking. So he was the first two years that uh, uh, Lee was there, I guess that was 20. 14 or 2012, 2014. Yeah, I guess 2012, 2014, uh, two years. Uh, in fact, is during that time, Andrew Cuomo was at least a centrist. He went off the rails in the years after that. So when Lee was there, most Republicans voted the same as Lee did with, with uh, Cuomo in those days. And it was Cuomo who was fighting with the uh, uh, left wing, you know, it's uh, Shirley Silver and that crowd. Right, right. That's exactly right. Uh, l- let me uh, do one more out on Long Island. You know that uh, Tom Swazi, a Democrat from your part of the woods, reached out to me last week. So I put him on with uh, with me and Bernie, and he got himself into all kinds of trouble with his party because he actually said to me and Bernie that he thought that DeSantis's bill, the parental act down in Florida, was a reasonable bill. Well, now it, it turns out, of course, that uh, Kathy Hochul starting to feel some pressure has now gone after Swazi, basically, some some business deal, some stock deal, because he also called her out, by the way, with her husband, who gained, who who could gain a ton of money on the Buffalo Bills Stadium. So it looks like Kathy Hochul is playing some dirty, rotten games here with a guy like Tom Swazi just to kind of show off her muscle. What do you think about that? Well, I can tell you politically, this is the best thing that Tom Swazi can hope for. Uh, if the person on top who supposedly has a 30-point lead is attacking you, that means she's nervous. Because uh, generally, if you're running from behind, you can accuse the, uh, the front runner of everything, and, and they will ignore you unless they think you're catching up. So to me, this is the first real sign that uh, Tom Swasey is making inroads against Kathy Hochul, and she's nervous about it. So uh, I would say Tom is in a much better place now 
than he was a week or two ago. And again, you go on Bernie and Sid, and the whole world turns upside down. <laughs> I know. What is he nuts? What is he? They're all after him now. He's in big trouble. By the way, Peter King, I know again, you know. You're getting back to it. If they were all after him, I mean, listen, Tom Swazi was running way behind. Now the fact they're after him, they're polling one show that Tom actually has a decent chance to overtake her. Yeah, he's going to win because of us. So uh, in the end here, Peter King, the best record in baseball belongs to what Major League Baseball team? New York Mets. That's correct. You're New York Mets, Peter. How about that? But just think, the Mets and Yankees have one thing in common. Both have their top pitchers out. DeGrom's out and Cole is out. Cole's out to lunch. Where's the money got? This guy, the money, the money he's, he's getting. And he's 0-3, and yeah. you go back to less. Well, but, but he, uh, he actually, he, he didn't lose last night. The Yankees came back yeah, okay. and beat the Tigers. But you're right, they yanked him right. in the second inning. He's got three bad starts three, under his belt already. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's exciting. The Mets are playing great baseball, and I know you're an Islander fan, but the Rangers look like they can win the Stanley Cup. So, no, Rangers are doing great. My, my son is a big hockey fan. He's a Flyers fan, believe it or not. No, he, he tells me he thinks the Rangers can go all the way. They can. No, they can. They look terrific. Hey, listen, uh, you're great. We love having you on. We love your Tuesday night Instagram posts. And uh, Bernie and Sid love Peter King. So thank you so much for another great appearance, Peter. Thank you. Okay, you said, and let's all hope for the best for, for Bernie. He's going to make it. He's going to he's he's going to make the finish line. He's 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 great. He's a great guy. He's a tough guy. I couldn't agree more. Take it from a guy that uh, he punched in the face at eight o'clock in the morning in front of millions of people on MSNBC television. <laughs> he is as tough as they come. My partner, my dear friend, the great Bernard McGurk. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Curtis Lee will great. Peter King, great, still to come. Dr. Mark Siegel, Judge Janine, and a few more surprises. Our three of Bernie and Sid on this Wednesday morning. We're coming right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs> To wear a mask or not wear a mask? Very Shakespearean, but that's the question these days. And uh, our idiotic mayor, well, I felt badly saying that, but he's an idiot. He's uh, considering bringing back the mask mandate. He's meeting with his people today. And we're going to talk to Dr. Mark Siegel coming up next. And he's going to tell you how there's no science and no rates of sickness that actually defend what Eric Adams is doing today. We'll do that after Deb Valentine with the news. Our three of Bernie and Sid is coming up. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77.
Sing it, Dolores. Keep it going, the cranberries. Yes, this is a Dolores Weirden, the late great Dolores Weirden, not Dolores Catania. Oh, Reardon. Dummy. Oh. Dolores, how do you say her name? Oh, Reardon. She's Irish. She's not anything right now. She's dead. <laughs> I envy her sometimes. Yeah. Me too. Uh, she died a uh, way too young. She's like 47 years old, right? Died last year? Yeah, something like close. What a magnificent voice, the Cranberries. It is uh, 8.05 on your Wednesday morning, your hump day Wednesday. Once again, congratulations to uh, John and Margot Katsimatidis. Well, I love John. He was so much fun here yesterday. He, You know, at one point we put up a picture of him and I enjoying my black and white birthday cake, and he looked so happy. And he texted me throughout the day, including my birthday dinner last night, congratulating me on the ratings and us. And um, he's just such a super guy. He really is. And Chad Lopez, live in studio this morning. There's the picture. You'll see it later on today on WABCRadio.tv. He was great. He really was. And this station is enjoying such immense success again. And it's no secret. I mean, it's no secret. It is very simple. You've got uh, leadership. And when you've got great leadership, Trump, uh, John and Margot, you win. And when you have lousy leadership, Biden, cumulus, you lose. And when you combine that with uh, Chad Lopez, his brilliance, bringing me back to New York, which was a great move, which a lot of program directors wanted to do, trust me when I tell you that, but wouldn't do it. They wouldn't pull the trigger. Chad did it, and then he teamed up me and Bernie, who I've known for the better part of 20-plus years, and now we've got this machine in the mornings and all day long. Uh, John does very well in the ratings in the afternoon. Uh, Bill O'Reilly kills it at night. So does Mark Levin. So it's it's a joy being here. And I congratulate all the bosses with the latest ratings book, which, again, was a major success for 77 WABC. Now, the one of the big stories today is that the mayor, Eric Adams, is going to meet with his quote-unquote health people, these Mensa members, about the possibility of bringing back masks, mask mandates, because, quote, the numbers are going up, the new variant, whatever that means. Uh, people aren't going to the hospital. People aren't dying. None of that is going on. A bunch of people with runny noses and uh, nothing less. Uh, it's, it's a little worse than the cold and uh, less than the flu. And Eric is considering bringing back masks, which is awful. I won't do it. I don't care what he says. I won't do it. But we have to get some science in this conversation, and the man who provides that is not only my doctor and a great doctor, but a star on Fox News, and he is the great Dr. Mark Siegel. Mark, good morning, pal. How are you? I'm great. Can you imagine uh, Scherzer on the mound at uh, City Field wearing a mask while he's pitching <laughs> and throwing strikeouts? I, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So the mayor's reach doesn't go as far as he thinks. He can he can mummify two-year-olds, but he can't make it to the mound. Well, here's the thing with the mayor. He's such a jock sniffer. You know, again, he, he had no issue allowing thousands and thousands of everyday New York workers getting fired, being sent home from their jobs. But eventually he succumbed to Kyrie Irving playing basketball games in Brooklyn or Aaron Judge playing right field at Yankee Stadium. So if you're Max Scherzer, you have no worries. But if you're the everyday guy out there, Mark, breaking your ass eight, nine hours a day, then you may have to worry about, A, your job security, and, B, wearing a stupid mask all day. You'll tell me right now, is there any science, 
any science. I don't care about COVID cases going up. I don't care if there's a billion cases. If people are not getting sick and dying, is there any science to defend what Eric Adams has talked about the last two days? No, and especially because the masks that he's talking about don't work, the cloth masks. Nobody wears them properly. If Eric Adams wants to hand them out on the street with an explainer or his health commissioner, I'd be more for that. I'm not against masks, Sid. I think they have a value in really close quarters if you're wearing them properly, if you know what you're doing. But I am monitoring New York City, and I don't see anybody knowing how to wear the thing. And it only the way it's used is as a political weapon and a political tool. And you made the most important point at the beginning. You know, there were five deaths in New York City yesterday related to COVID and 1,800 cases. There's almost nobody in the hospital right now with this. And all this is is a political tool. But I don't even understand the political tool because it's alienating people. It's backfiring. When Eric Adams came in, people said, okay, he's a Democrat, but he's you know got a police background. Maybe he'll play to the center. Instead, he's playing to the ultra-left. Right. alienating a lot of New York. Right. It's stupid. I mean, they have to know they're about to get just destroyed in the midterms in 22. They're going to lose the White House, too, in 24. All these decisions are backfiring, and yet they keep going back to the well time and time again. And I'll tell you this, Mark, I'm not a doctor. I play one on radio with you, but I would bet, I would bet my salary for the next two weeks that the five people that died yesterday, at least half, if not all of them, all of them had some type of comorbidity. I'd bet it right now. Right. And we're not seeing, agreed, agreed, agreed. We're not seeing it in the emergency rooms. And, you know, people, people have the vaccine or people got over COVID. None of that's being talked about, that, that if you had Omicron 1, you're protected against Omicron 2 and 3 and 4. And these iterations are becoming less and less powerful because of all the immunity we have. We should be celebrating that. And by the way, there's now Paxlovid around. I'm giving the pill. You know, I'm sure you'll be calling me tomorrow for it. By the way, <laughs> congratulations on your birthday, Sid. Thank on you. your great successes in gangster movies. I actually have to tell you. You had a fill-in last week who I thought was almost up to par. John Casamitidis filled in for you. Yes. Him and Lydia are a pretty good B team. You know, they they come in from the bullpen if you're out in L.A. making yourself more and more <laughs> famous. So I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah, I know you were on with those uh, those two last Friday. They are great. John sat beside me yesterday, did my birthday show with me. He was he was so much fun. He was terrific. And Lydia's coming up next. She's uh, she's great, too. And I know you were on last Friday. Now, I wasn't filming a mobster movie like I did uh, three weeks ago in Los Angeles last Friday. I took out, I actually took off a Passover. And being the good Jew that you were, Dr. Mark Siegel, why were you on the air? Well, because I can do both. I can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. I'm eating matzo while I'm on the air. Say, come on, I'm having my cider. Uh, you know, you are we the can best. convert these. We can we can convert these Greek guys to becoming Jews, can't we? Yeah, uh, yes, know, we can. That with, it's very close anyway. Great. It's very close to Greek Orthodox and Jewish Orthodox. It's a very, very, it's very, very close. And by the way, uh, the Greek Orthodox will celebrate their Easter coming up this Sunday. It's a very, very big deal for John and Margot and that, uh, that whole family. You know, look, I think what it comes down to, Mark, is this. You can tell me about all the pills you have out there, all the well, vaccinations you have out there. Here's the deal. Okay. Uh, it seems to me that COVID is here forever, like a cold, like a flu. It's here forever. But but the longer it's here and the more strains that come out, the less and less potent it is, the less and less deadly it is. So let's just get to the point where we live with COVID like we do with the flu. Stop masking. Stop coming out with mandates. Live with this COVID and move on. Well, A, 
A, you're totally right. But let's add B to that. How much damage have we done by this hyper laser focus on COVID? I mean, here we go again. It's springtime. I'm talking about the Mets. I can't believe the Miracle Mets are back. And instead of the people are probably afraid to go to City Field. Come on, open the businesses. Open the schools are open, thank God. But they're they're still mummified with three year olds, right? So it's time to restore our society and our economy before we lose it for for good. I'm worried about that with New York City. I mean, oh, yeah. we, we better I open too. up here. We, we better open up here all the way. Well, I, I agree with you. When people are not coming back to the city, the New York Times did a story, and not that you can believe them, they're as bad as it gets, but it is a story uh, just last week how between the crime and the COVID, people are just not coming back, despite Eric Adams yelling and screaming how great it is. And there's Eric Adams, by the way, who just missed a week of work because of COVID, and he's outside, outside at a press conference on Staten Island yesterday wearing a mask. Does he realize the damage he does when he does something stupid like that? No, it's ridiculous. He's sending the wrong message. He should be saying, I'm over it. You can get over it. Look at me. I'm over 60 years old. I'm doing fine. You know, I mean, instead, he's, he's playing the hunkering down game so everybody gets more and more worried. And, 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 you know, there's an impact, especially on the left. There's a big impact, and it, it's very negative. You know, by the way, th- these guys are hypocrites, too, Sid. When he was in the middle of COVID, he was saying, I would go right down to the subway there, you know, and spread my COVID. That he was willing to consider doing, but his health people told him not to. I mean, there's no consistency. The biggest problem here is the lack of consistency. One minute they're talking masks, the next minute they're not wearing them. One minute they're mummifying two-year-olds, the next minute they're not wearing them themselves. They're scaring everybody. But they're, but they're not following through. All of that hypocrisy is seen by, by, by people, and that's why they're not going to get voted in. So, so I mean, Adams would be voted out tomorrow if he was running again. Oh, I, right? I think he would be. I mean, again, crime 40% worse than Bill de Blasio. He, he is finding a way, Eric Adams, despite saying good things every now and then, he does. He's finding a way to make Bill de Blasio not look so bad, which is an unbelievable point. Uh, I would ask you this. Well, 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 well <laughs> but Bill de Blasio did one thing well. He, he, he gave out. Shake Shack French fries if you took a vaccine. He that did do that, great. yes. Well, he also, uh, the ferry, he did a very good job with the ferry, which I take home every day now, so I have to thank Bill de Blasio for that. But if I asked you uh, a serious question, Mark, which is including COVID, including COVID, which you know how I feel about it. I think it's been the most overblown, uh, really political tool in the history of this country. Yes, people die, God rest their souls. I don't want to sound insensitive, but this became political right away and I believe was overblown from day one, including COVID. What is the biggest medical problem we've got in America today? You know what it is? It's heart disease that comes from stress and anxiety and hunkering down and not exercising and gaining weight and having diabetes and smoking, all of those things ramped up during COVID because of the worry that the politicians induced. And the same thing with substance abuse, by the way, which is a big problem in America, which occurred because people went that route. And not to mention fentanyl that got sent from China to Mexico and came in the borders illegally. That's another issue that's in all of the, in lacing many of the drugs leading to a skyrocketing number of drug overdose deaths. These things are being overlooked. And lastly, the mental health crisis we caused here in this country by the hyper-focus on, on a virus. There's, it's called collateral damage. Public health is not about a virus. It's about everything that, that occurs when you give undue attention or political pressure on a virus. 
Couldn't agree more. As always, Mark Siegel, you're great. Uh, you have so much great information, by the way, and you're by the fun. Way, Sid, I got to tell yeah. you, I got to tell you, when we go to the Mets, yeah. we got to find a steakhouse that's willing to send me a T-bone in the mail, like like, like uh, <laughs> you know that that place in New York did. So <laughs> I'm willing to take I'm willing to take you to see Sergio. By the way, Jacob Degrom's got an MRI coming up. He might be back. Yeah, I saw that. He may be back sooner than possible. Oh, you're talking about Keen's Steakhouse. Yes, yes, and they were so kind to me. They sent me a steak. Not a kosher one, but they sent me a steak. <laughs> we had such a great dinner there before that uh, Knicks-Pacers game at Madison Square Garden. I do look forward to you and I going to City Field together watching the Mets. You're always a great guest. You're one of my favorite people. You know that, Dr. Mark. Thank you so much for coming on this morning. And thanks and congratulations on your great success and on your birthday. You're looking buff there, Sid. You're looking buff. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Mark. There he is, the great Dr. Mark Siegel. Big star on Fox News, but more importantly, one of the real smart medical guys in this country today. Lots more to do. Lydia Reports is coming up next. And then Judge Janine, you want to talk about two ladies, two very, very bright ladies with strong personalities. We got them in succession coming up right here on this, the Wednesday edition of the number two rated show in New York City. That's a statistical fact. Number two, we are Bernie and Sid in the morning right here on Talk Radio 77. WABC. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. I yelled earlier today because every now and then, you notice this, instead of going directly to you, I'll have Lou play a song and I'll make a point and then I'll get right to you probably a minute later. No big deal, right? But for some reason, it uh, it bothers the bosses if I don't go straight to you. So I was yelling at Justin. We had a, a real, real fight on the air. He threatened to go home. He started to almost cry. Because he's he's getting yelled at because I don't go to Lydia right away and I said well, I get yelled at all the time too. Don't yeah, worry, well, I, I get yelled at all the time. Well, Lydia, I, don't play music. Lydia, right, stop right, playing yeah, clips. Don't worry, uh, I get yelled at right, all the of time. Course you do. Stop and, talking uh, about transgenderism. I'm right. like, you know what? Stop. Well, I, well, I said to Matt, I said your job as a producer is to deal with that nonsense. I love Matt Meany. Meany's doing a great job. In fact, I texted Meany yesterday. I said I'm so proud of you, and I meant it. He's doing a great job. But at the end of the day, I don't care what anybody else says. I go with my instincts, and so does Bernie. So if once every 30 days I get to you a minute later, it's not that big of a deal. But Justin was so upset, and sure enough, here you come an hour later, and you're not there. So I'm sorry. Well, here <laughs> I am. I am so sorry. I was typing up my report because I'm used to you guys coming a little later. So thank you. Now we have more time to discuss the insanity of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Okay, so you, I always, I've played some clips from the libs of TikTok Twitter account. You yes, know that, yes. That, the person behind it, she's incredible, and it kind of, became a nationwide phenomenon during the pandemic pr- primarily because we weren't we didn't know what was going on with the teachers and what the kids were being taught in school and then TikTok which I'm not on you're on aren't you on TikTok No I'm not uh Bernie and Sid we've got a page and uh we're doing very well with the other social media pages but we really haven't attacked TikTok yet I don't have a personal TikTok account okay. but so I don't really see it my kids are uh Ava well, Gabar but not me well, it's like it's like a magnet for like whack jobs because yeah. a lot of people go on there, especially educators. People are getting fired left and right, talking about their ideologies and saying how they want to say that they're gay. And if they can't say they're gay to their kindergarten students, they they want to quit and they're going to get fired or whatever, you know, just stupidity. So this libs of TikTok creator, this woman, she is behind this. She exposes all of this craziness and she has gotten a lot of death threats. I'm sure you've gotten some death threats. I've got, I've Many. never gotten a death threat on Twitter, but I've gotten some nasty comments. Many. 
from Many. the left. I, we are, you know, that's what's from crazy, the left. from yes. the left, the yes. so-called people that care about people, you yeah. know? Yeah. Okay. So this person already got numerous death threats. Now the Washington Post wanted to expose her even more, printed her name, which is a very unique name. So now all the whack jobs that already were threatening this woman because she was exposing the insanity and these teachers and whack jobs. Now the Washington Post, I don't know why, felt the need to print her name and they did it again and again. She is now in fear for her life Mm. and she's in hiding. And the Washington Post was coming, knocking on her door. Uh, This reporter that has been seen on TV crying, saying that she's being cyber bullied because she works for the Washington Post. And she's, I mean, it's so stupid. Like these people have stunted they're stunted emotionally. They're very immature. But take a listen to the woman behind the account. I'm not going to say her name. I know who she is. Yeah. I'm not going to say her name. She was on Tucker Carlson. And she says she's now in hiding because of the Washington Post because she fears for her safety. Take a listen. The past two days have been very chaotic and overwhelming. Um, I had to make some travel plans, you know, really fast. But I was not planning on earlier, so... There was a little bit of coordination that had to happen, um, and I'm now in a location where I don't think anyone would find me, um, not in any of the locations that Taylor Lorenz leaked or that anyone can find. Wow. So Taylor Lorenz is the reporter, mm. and then, yeah. I mean, what is going on? Like, these are grown-ass people. These are adults. Why are, why are they trying to destroy this woman? Why can't people just say how they feel? Why is everybody so offended by everything, Said Well, you know, it's, it's not everybody. Uh, it's one particular side. It's kind of like I, I have these arguments with some of my family members. They go, well, no, they're all no good. Republicans, Democrats, go, oh, hold on a second. It's very easy to say that because at that point you have to really fight about it. But it's really not true. It's really one side that is particularly intolerable and, uh, intolerable. and that's a side that claims they're the tolerant side. And that's, of course, the Dems. Look, I will tell you this. When I get into arguments, uh, I provide substance, I provide facts. If I say to you, Lydia, here are the facts. When Donald Trump was president, Putin did nothing in terms of aggression towards Ukraine. True or false? Well, that's what that's Trump true. did nothing to stop the aggression. No, no, I the mean, tr- Trump did not, uh, Putin, I should say, when Trump was president, there was no Ukraine-Russia war. True or false? That's true, of okay. course. Joe true. Biden is president now. There is a Ukraine-Russia war. True or false? Absolutely true. Right. So if, I, if I use better that, under Trump, true. yes, if I use that as my defense in terms of Trump and his foreign policy, I can use that. And, and that's a fact. Uh, they'll yes. come back and they don't have any facts. So they'll attack me personally or Donald Trump personally. And that's the way this game has been going for years and years. And you know what? I think Americans are waking up to it. Enough's enough. So have you ever heard of the, cause you, you watch, you do all the, I, I do see a lot of people get their news from like the Washington Post and the Daily News and New York Post. I go on all the blogs and the social media websites. Like that's how I try to find like all the new information. And that's where, because it's a whole new world of information out there and media. So there is this website called Media Takeout. It's more of an urban website. They would talk about Kanye West and the black artists and this and that. And I, oh, I know this sounds weird. I look at the comments to see what that side of the aisle, African American, Americans, the urban community has to say about politics, because, you know, how am I going to know? I'm a white girl from the Bronx. Like, you know, I I don't I don't know. I want to know what everybody thinks, not just what my side. I try to listen to everybody so I can be as well informed as possible. You should hear what they say. They're like, listen, Biden is taking the African-American community for a ride. What has Biden done for blacks? He has done nothing for us. This and that he's using you guys. They talk about it all the time about how 
uh, welfare is an institutionalized racism to help keep the black community down. Da, 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 da. Well, so we did, you know, just last going, week, by the way, to emphasize a point you're making, which is true, 100 uh, percent. What is the name of that disc jockey here? And oh, Charlemagne the God. For some reason, this guy yes, is. I listen to him too. He get, yeah, and he gets all the big. I don't know how he does it, but he gets all the big. So we had Pete Buttigieg on, and he took Pete Buttigieg to task and said what you're yes. saying now. Your administration is not doing a very good job for African-Americans. So that is further proof. When Charlemagne the God says the same thing to Pete Buttigieg, you're on to something, Lydia. Absolutely. That's what the community is saying. And that's why, like, when I hear about AOC and all these other radical politicians talking about defunding the police, are they actually talking to the people that live in these communities where there is so much violence? Because they're saying the opposite. They're saying they want more cops. But here's the caveat. As much as they are loathing Biden, because they are not happy with the Biden administration, they're not happy with the Democrats. They are not stupid. They want more police. When somebody comes in then, you know, on the blog saying, well, we were so much better under Trump. What do they say? Trump is a racist over my dead body. Will I vote for that honky? Will I vote yeah, for him? Yeah. So the hate for Trump is still out there. It's palpable. And I know we got the polling out there. We had John McLaughlin on yesterday and he was saying, no, no, Trump would beat, you know, Biden and Harris. hundred. I, I agree, but I think that would happen, but it still would be close. Trump, I, I like him. I think he did a great job for the United States. And obviously he'd be better than what we have now. Anybody, be, the guy, that crazy lady on the corner probably would be better <laughs> than right. what we got right. in the White House right now. But you know, there's a lot of hatred uh, out there listen, for I, him. I, I tell that to Bernie all the time. Bernie will constantly say, hey, people are waking up. They're figuring out and say, well, wait a second, slow down. Yes, they may not like Biden, but they still despise Donald Trump. That's why there's a healthy segment of Republicans who really want to see DeSantis run and win the nomination because at least at this point, Ron DeSantis is not disliked as much as Donald Trump, although I will tell you, that if Ron DeSantis keep this up, because every day now he's one of the top stories on Fox News going after the administration, he may get to where Trump is in two and a half years. But right now, Republicans will tell you they may have a better chance with DeSantis than Donald Trump. I 100 percent. And so what I do sometimes is I'll go and I'll say, well, what has Trump done that was racist? Can you nothing, tell me a, nothing, a single example of nothing? In fact, in, in fact, African Americans yes. never fared better ever in terms exactly. of employment and jobs and money and median income than they did under the four years when Donald was in office. You know, it all started his father, I guess, way back when Fred he when he uh, rented apartments. Supposedly, the urban legend is, and maybe it was John Legend that started it. Supposedly. Fred Trump would write the letter B on the applications for rentals so that his folks knew they were black and don't rent to them. And this was a story that ran quite a bit early in Trump's run, that his father and him, this is what they do that was racist. A, I have no idea if that's really true. And B, if it was Fred, it ain't Donald. When Donald was president, black people had their best four years in the history of this country. Absolutely. And there's, did he ever use the N word? It was actually Biden that has said way more racist things. Oh, yeah. Way, way oh, yeah. more racist things. He has oh, yeah. said what he said about Barack Obama. And then they have a kind of weird relationship. Barack Obama famously said about Biden, don't underestimate his ability to F things up. And that's exactly what he's doing to this country. We're going to talk more about this on Cats at Night. Five o'clock tonight with John Katzmatidis. That guy works his butt off. What did you? He was he was so tight. The guy doesn't stop. <laughs> he doesn't stop. John well, Katzmatidis. I don't know where he gets this energy. 
but he's determined to try to save America and save New York. So I love the guy. Well, he's you doing guys a great, did a great job. job. Yeah, you too, did Lydia. Did you have fun Thank on your you. birthday? Did I did. I did. Birthday? Yeah, we went out for a nice dinner. We went to Don Pep's, which is uh, very nice with uh, dear friends, Mike and Donna Sullivan, me, Danielle, and, and Gabe. My daughter is actually with a boyfriend in South Carolina. But we had a great time. And uh, it all started with John right here. He did double duty yesterday, working with me, then with you. And he is great, and that's why the latest waiting book that came out yesterday has WABC doing better than back to the Bob Grant days. And that is uh, all a credit to John and Margot Katsimatidis and Chad and the rest of the crew. You're great, Lydia. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. Check out Lydia on Twitter, at Lydia News, and on Instagram, at Lydia News 1. Traffic and sports coming up next, but right now it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Here's another great lady personality, Rita Cosby, on 10 o'clock every weeknight, but also does a great podcast. It's called Protecting America on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Download and subscribe today. Here, Rita talks about New York City politicians. We have had a series of politicians. And first off, let's get into, like, Mayor Bill de Blasio, of course, in New York City defunded a good portion of police. A lot of the funds haven't come back. You know, we've had a governor who has said, I'm going to cut slack to Alvin Bragg on bail reform. Let's give him some slack is sort of the phrase. How much slack can New Yorkers handle? I was trying to get Bill de Blasio out of my mind now that he's gone. And it's like the ghost of de Blasio. He just wops around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. At Sid YouTube. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Luke Legrano loves Duran Duran. He's dancing. You're a good dancer, Luke. For a fat kid, you're not bad, i got to be honest. Thank you? No. What a rave. (laughs) So, this is in no particular order, okay? I love Judge Janine. I've got a crush on her. She knows that. I used to do my sports show on Sunday. She'd come in early. I used to talk to her for like an hour. It was nothing better. And uh, her radio show here on Sundays is great. She's the best. And um, in no particular order, my three favorite Fox News hosts are her, Tucker, and Jesse. But um, but Fox News, they just frustrate me. I don't want to. I don't want to watch Juan Williams. I don't want to watch, you know, Eric Swalwell or, or Henry or Harry Ford Jr. What the hell his name is? Stop putting those damn people on. Stop it. Just let Janine talk. Let Jesse talk. Let Tucker talk. Let Sean talk. And that's the end of it. I just I, I can't stand it. But the five is great, and she's great. I'm sorry. Oh, you heard all that? I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I did hear all of that, and thank you. And first of all, belated happy birthday to you. Oh, I, I was listening you. yesterday. Thank you. And uh, I must tell you, everybody loves you too, Sid. And I, I, my allergies are crazy, so I'm sounding a little nasally this morning. But I'm thrilled to be with you. So, oh, I'm thrilled to you. be with you. Thank you. Thank you for the happy birthday wishes. It was a special day yesterday. It was, it was a fun show. And, and I'm sorry that, you know, I don't want you to hear that because I don't want you to have to go after Fox News because they've been so good to you when you were a star there. But <laughs> stop putting these people. I mean, these are the people that, that make me want to pull my hair out and I'm bald. These are the people that are destroying this country. I mean, judge, well, but come you on. You know what? It, Fox is fair and balanced. You know that. I mean, you know, we're one of the few channels that actually puts on both sides so people can decide for themselves. And I must tell you, you look at some of these other places like CNN, man, is that place in the tank or what? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. I mean you want to complain about people. Take a look at that roster. No, it's and, so uh, MSNBC is even uh, worse. MSNBC, Joy Reid is the biggest racist in the country. I'm, yeah, and, and you know, it, it is amazing that in all the trouble that she's had, I mean, she's still out there yapping. But, you know, so it goes. It's the First Amendment. We believe in it. And uh, we've got to make sure that uh, everybody else can do their thing. So. Agreed. Now, I did play a bunch of your cuts this morning on your immigration you rants. Of course, I always uh -oh. do. Bernie loves you, so do I. You're great. And uh, no, not uh-oh. I mean, you're, you're, you're just so on the money. When Jen Psaki comes out and talks about a broken system, I don't understand, Janine. I, I lived in this country for four years when Trump was president. I didn't see the borders a mess. I didn't see fentanyl killing the amount of people it's killing today. What broken system? It's broken now since they took over. Well, you know what? First of all, the system is not broken. And I am so tired of people saying the system's broken. No, you allowed the system to be broken. The system is very clear. You have to get a visa. You have to get our permission. You have to prove that you can take care of yourself. You have to swear allegiance to the United States of America, and then we'll let you in. But you've got to go to the back of the line. The law is the law, and they keep referring to it as broken. Now they're saying that the education and student loan system is broken. No, it's not broken. You took out a student loan. Jen Psaki's out there saying, oh, we've got so many jobs. The economy is great. Well, damn it, let them, let them get one of those jobs that you're talking about and pay their student loan back. You know, I, I don't want to hear that they can't, that, that they should be forgiven for student loans. I don't want to hear that our borders should be surged by people we don't know about. I want to know who among them is a rapist, who is a pedophile, who likes to drive drunk, who likes to beat his wife, who's involved in identity theft. But we're not going to know that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's a majority of them. But I'm saying in the United States of America, we have to prove who we are. But they don't. Why not? Why are we doing this? Why? What is Joe Biden's end game here? Is his end game to just let the rest of the world come into America while we pay taxes through the roof to take care of their education, their medication, their housing, give them phones, give them cash to buy food? What are we doing here? What is the end game? And this guy is clueless. He wants to run in 2024. God bless him. Let him run. We'll beat him to a pulp at that point. He can't win. We just the numbers. He can't win. He, he thinks he's the most popular president in American history. Well, maybe he is. Maybe he got 80, 81 million votes, okay? But he cannot win again. People do not like America the way it is today. They don't like the inflation, the economy, the way he got out of Afghanistan. They don't like what's going on at the border. They don't like crime. All of a sudden, he's concerned about crime. Give me a break. We've demoralized cops. We've defunded them. And now the idiots want to know why is crime out of control. 
Why are people like Cori Bush spending $300,000 on her own security, but saying, oh, you peons, you're not entitled to have security? You know, I'm just using my uh, my, my uh, 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 political campaign funds. This is all backwards, and it's about time Americans understood. And I think in 2022, they will. I think this year is going to be a real shock for the Democrats. Oh, great. Uh, we're going to uh, destroy them, take back the House and the Senate, and we are primed for success, as you just said, in 2024. I, 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 I let you talk. You're brilliant. You kept going. I loved it. And everything you said is exactly right, all of it. But I will say this about Biden. He is starting to feel some political pressure. A couple of weeks ago, he was very nice talking about the police, even though we know he's surrounded by deep on the police folks. And now there's a rumor, there's a rumor about Title 42 that maybe Joe Mm -hmm. Biden doesn't let it go away so quickly. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that when you've got all the Democrats, especially in states that are where, especially the senators who are vulnerable, like Mark Kelly, uh, you know, saying to him, you cannot, you cannot take away Title 42. At least keep it in place till we get through the election. So he may let it hang on a little longer. And clearly, Title 42 allows the uh, allows the border agents to turn someone back if he feels that there is a problem, that that, that they that there is a health crisis and they are they are uh, they're not in a position to be allowed through the border. So he will probably change his mind because he's all about politics. He's all about power. He doesn't care about what's going on at the border, the fentanyl that's coming through the southern border in the undeclared war by China against the United States, the fentanyl coming through the border with the Mexican cartel running it, and the money laundering that's going on. Joe Biden is nothing more than a power-hungry individual who I think is clueless. If you saw him sit on the stage last week turning around with his hand extended to his side <laughs> and behind him, this man is clueless. He has no idea where he is. This, you know what? I, Xi Jinping and Putin, they ought, they ought to be on the phone laughing to each other saying, would you look at this whim? I know. But you know what happens, and Bill O'Reilly makes this point, too, that he's his faculties are going away. He did try to shake the hand of an invisible person. But I don't like to make those points because I don't want to make it sound like he's not a bad guy. He's just, you know, he maybe is suffering from dementia. I really think he's evil, too. So I spend less time talking about him shaking hands with an invisible man and more time talking about the awful policies that are destroying America, which I think he knows what he's doing there. Well, but, but, but as the invisible man said, he made the decision to run for president, knowing that his faculties weren't there. His wife enabled him, carrying him through True. the election. I remember when they were in the U.K., she said, over here, Joe, over here, Joe, like a child. I mean, there is, <laughs> it, there, look, and then you look at the Biden crime family. I'm sorry. What you've got is a family that's making a fortune that's taking care of itself. They're not about America. And I feel very strongly about this. I did a I did a Fox Nation special on, uh, you know, Hunter Biden and what's going on in that family. It's an embarrassment. And, you know, in Trump, all they have to do is have a meeting that goes nowhere. And it's it's, it's for four years. They can't stop talking about it. <laughs> it is completely ridiculous. Judge Janine, 11 o'clock every Sunday morning and just great on uh, the 5-2 on Fox News every day. You don't want to miss Thank that. You. you are great. So uh, right. Eric Adams finally came on the show with me and Bernie about two weeks ago. He has avoided me like the plague. He's scared to death of me. Uh, but he came sure. on, and I actually thought he handled himself okay, considering we blistered him with a bunch of questions that he really couldn't answer. But to be honest, I think he's doing a terrible job. For every time he says something that I go, okay, 
maybe we got a shot. Then he says something really stupid, does something stupid. And yesterday, I know he just came off COVID, he's wearing a mask at an outdoor press conference. What oh. is Judge Janine's thoughts on our most recent mayor? Well, first of all, uh, I'm very disappointed, and I gave him 100 days. Uh, you know, he was elected because everyone felt that, first of all, he's articulate. You know, he is, you know, he's, he's a great, he looks like a great, he would be uh, a great he, he, mayor. By the way, he's, he's, not, he's, he's not so articulate. I got news for you. But, but go ahead. Okay, but wait, but, okay. <laughs> but what happens is he comes back from a, uh, a meeting at Albany on bail reform with uh, Carl Heasty and uh, Andrew Stewart Cousins. And everybody wants to know, are you going to get bail reform repealed? What's going to happen? He starts yelling at the press. I don't like the way you're handling me. I don't like the way you're talking about. Hey, we don't care about your feelings. You're there to do a job that we elected you. And to by do, the way, okay? you're, you're, you're being ultra nice. Not only did he yell at the press, but he yelled specifically at the white press. Yes. And you're right about that. Gee, what other mayor did that? What's your name from Chicago? You know, Lori Lightfoot, whatever. Um, uh, but then, but then, you know, he says with the subway attack, it got so much press. He says, I'm, we're going to find the person who attempted to kill, you know, 10 New Yorkers that were shot. Hey, mayor, since you've been mayor, 103 people were actually killed. I haven't heard you say once. We're going to find out who killed those people. Why aren't you involved in the in the minority community for black on black crime? Why aren't you making a stand, a stronger stand on the street crime and the uh, uh, the anti uh, uh, the street crime? I don't know what they're calling it now. And he the anti crime unit, yes, yes, the anti crime unit. He wants them to wear jackets like they're a concierge at a hotel <laughs> in the in the inner city. Give me a break, oh, you know. So I'm not impressed with him until he does something that's strong and it's pro law enforcement. And by the way, this isn't this isn't we're difficult. If you're in law enforcement, you know how to fight crime. Don't give me this. Blame it on Albany. New York City Police Department is the best police department in the world, bar none. I know it is a DA. Worked with them for 30 years. Okay, the best. Untie their hands. Put them on a pedestal where they deserve to be for saving New Yorkers and get on with the job. Stop worrying about yourself and your diet and your vegan. I could give a damn about any of that. The only thing I care about is protecting New York. That's your job. Get over your your sensitivities and do the job. Well said. Now, talking about do your job, the governor, she's every bit as bad as him, if not worse. She has to go tomorrow. I'm tired. Kathy Holcomb may be a very nice lady, but she is brutal, Janine. I don't know if you've gone public with this. Are you endorsing Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, uh, Rob Astorino? Do you have a choice coming up? Look, I love all of them. I love all of them, whoever wins the primary, of course. I think that we've got to defeat her. Uh, and I think that that Hoko and by the way, you know, her lieutenant governor who was just indicted, um, you know, she said, oh, I want him to be my lieutenant governor, even though he wants to defund police. <laughs> Wait a minute. Your right hand wants to defund police. If that's the signal you're coming into office with, who, by the way, was under federal investigation and now has been indicted. I mean, I have no I have no faith in her. A Republican must win this election. We must get New York back on track, and I think it can be done this year. Agreed. I think New Yorkers understand the crime is out of control, and this Namby Pamby. By the way, you know she showed up in a minute to uh, to blast the uh, subway shooter. Well, why don't you do something in Albany? You wouldn't have to travel as far. Damn right. There you go. Uh, yell at the uh, Heasty and, and and Andrew Cousins and get something done up there on the way out. 
I'm a bit fascinated, I think, like most New Yorkers are, with this a really terrible story, actually. This uh, beautiful yeah. mom in Queens who was uh, stabbed right. nearly 60 times in the basement right. of her own home. You put a lot of bad guys away over the years, Janine. Are mm-hmm. you fascinated with this story, too? Where do you see this story going? Yeah, I am fascinated with it. Obviously, 60 stab wounds is all about emotion. I mean, anybody who's investigated homicides or tried these cases know that. Uh, certainly not prepared, just dragging the uh, the body. I don't quite get that. But the twist here is when they took her phone and said the rest of your family is next. So if that's her so-called lover who was involved and who stabbed her, uh, why would he say the rest of your family is next? Uh, right. So to me, you know, when I heard that, that's when I said to myself, oh, my God, the husband did it. He's got the phone. He was away. He's got the perfect alibi. He has her killed. And then he sends a text from the bad guy's phone to make it look like now he's under attack. That's when I really thought maybe the husband did it. Uh, you know, I don't know. And until we tighten the circle. But do you know what business the husband's in? No. He's in some, it's, I think it was an RK cap, something that is involved with lithium uh, batteries. Oh, wow. Yeah, and oh. I read that, and my, mm. my brain just went, bing, oh. follow that one. Mm. So, you know, lithium, electric batteries, mm. cars, Afghanistan, China, who mm. knows? Mm. Who knows? Oh, that's interesting. So, so, look, I'm not on the inside, so I don't know, but uh, the 60 stab wound t- tells me a lot. And wh- she's sitting in the local bar for 40 minutes. You know, I, I I I don't know. I mean, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Uh, but was she waiting for someone? Is the question? Maybe a girlfriend. I mean, who knows? No, by but, the way, by the uh, way, there is something wrong with that. And I and my wife yelled at me last night. She's a married woman. She's got kids. She just came from a concert at Lincoln Center. What is she doing in a bar at midnight by herself for 40 minutes? There is something wrong with that. And uh, she shouldn't die for that. Don't get me wrong. But uh, right. a married mom at uh, that midnight on a Friday shouldn't be in a bar. Yeah, with her husband out of state. Something's going right, on. Exactly. But, uh, it'll be very interesting. I love this. Love this case. Uh, me too. So, hey, uh, but I love this case too, but not, not as much as I love you. You are, you're great on this station. You're great on television. I swear to God, you're my favorite. <laughs> you know, are we lucky to be working for John? I mean, is John the best? He really, he really is. is. He really is. John and Margo and what they've done with this station. When I came here from Florida six years ago, we were the laughing stock of New York. I mean it. We were the laughing stock of New York. And now we're getting huge ratings and uh, they're great people. And of course, having people yeah. like you on the station, that's why yeah, we win. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Well, you know what? It's all it's all good. And I'm happy to be on with you. You do great. You got a lot of energy, uh, you, you know, and you've got a lot of knowledge on a lot of things. So thank I you. love listening to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Feel good and talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take care. The great Judge Janine Pirro. My God, is she great. 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. And check her out. 5 o'clock every weekday afternoon on The Five with my buddy Jesse Waters on Fox News. Wrapping up hour number three, hour number four of Bernie and Sid on this Wednesday morning. Coming right at you. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 
jamming here. Keep us going, though. This is Mark Knopfler and the Hall of Fame band, Dire Straits. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. <laughs> Look at them yo-yos. That's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Oh, what a great song. I do want to uh, send, as we start the fourth and final hour of what's been a great Bernie and Sid in the morning show today, four really terrific guests dating uh, way back to 6.45 a.m. with Curtis Sliwa, uh, Congressman Peter King, great today, Dr. Mark Siegel, Eric Adams, stop with the mask, stop being an idiot. He was great today, and Judge Janine, moments ago, was, uh, well, as good as it gets. So it's been a, a terrific show, but I do want to thank again Mike and all the guys at Don Pepe's for hosting my birthday dinner last night with uh, the lovely Mike and Donna Sullivan, and, of course, my beautiful wife, Danielle, and my son, Gabe, Gabriel, had a uh, really a great dinner. It's a great place, and uh, they were very, very nice. You know, Mike actually bought two cakes last night. It's odd, but that's the type of person he is. He's just a very generous, loving, dear, dear friend for 42 years. And he bought a cake from me, which I can understand. I was there. And he bought a cake from my mother. Uh, my mother, who celebrated her birthday yesterday, too. You heard Naomi on the show. You're a lover. Uh, Naomi is 1,300 miles away. And I was curious. I asked Mike, I said, well, this is a beautiful gesture. How do you expect my mother to enjoy her birthday cake when we're on Leopards Boulevard in Queens and she's in Aventura, Florida? He had no answer. He just said, I want to get her cake. It's her birthday. So we had two cakes. <laughs> and uh, it was that type of night. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Three cakes for you, if you include the one uh, that you got in the kitchen as well here. After That's the right. Show. That's, oh, that was a very emotional couple of minutes, too. And you got a black and white cookie. With yes, I did. On yes. It. Really a lot of cake. We were just trying huh? to fatten you up. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. And yeah. then uh, the young lady, Molly, who works with uh, Frank Morano Overnights, she made a cake last night, a banana cake, which I tried this morning. That was delicious. So it's been a couple of days. I got to stop because I feel like. Now that I'm 55, <laughs> at 54, two days ago, I worried about nothing. Now, at 55, one day ago, I worry about everything. You know, John scared me yesterday. John Katsimatidis, uh, telling me, ah, oh, you get older, you can't eat this, you can't eat that. So um, as I was eating last night and enjoying my veal, my chicken, my shrimp, and the rest of it, I was like, did I gain weight? Did I just put a quarter of a pound? Danielle, do I look, do I look the same to you as I did when we got here? She's like, you're not going to start this now, are you? So I don't know. I feel like I'm fat. My, my stomach feels like it's, uh, sh- shut up, stop, stop. So now I'm 55 after, I guess, so be more careful. So, A um, couple of people, we're talking out in the newsroom, actually, though. I look fat today? Son no. of a gun. You're allowed to be fat on your birthday. Come on. Well, listen, just so you know, today. Well, what about today? Well, no, yeah, no, today's no, no good. No, no, no. But so far today, I've had banana cake made by Molly, and I had, for the first time in a month, McDonald's. See, I used to live on the Upper West Side, and there was nothing there. For lunch, it was always McDonald's pizza, McDonald's pizza, unless I went to Gristini's and bought, like, you know, ham, turkey, uh, uh, cheese. But lazy me, I would just go to McDonald's. I've not gone to McDonald's once since I moved to Queens. But now my bagel place across the street, Essa Bagel, why are they closed, Luke? What is it, Ramadan? Why are they closed? I don't know. They're Asian. (laughs) They're not not, uh, Muslim. There's plenty of different... Races of people working in as a bagel, but no, the the young lady who always rings me up told me that they were uh, going to be close for the Why are they so closed? I don't know. I didn't ask. Yeah, I had to yeah, get yeah, back yeah, here yeah. to give you your food, so you didn't get angry. No, no, it was very sweet. You texted me last night, so I'd be prepared today. And again, I went right back to the well, egg McMuffin, 
hash brown with enough grease, by the way, to do Justin's hair and uh, orange juice. And now I feel really fat. You can only imagine how Justin's hair feels. Yeah. Greasy. It wasn't even all that good. I I, I got to be honest. I exceeded every day. Maybe you take those videos. And we said to Glenn Tachinelli, go sell the show to McDonald's, which he never did. They tried, I guess, but it didn't happen. But uh, I didn't even enjoy it all that much, to be honest. So there's Matt Meany. Uh, we were, it was all shtick. I know Jerry, uh, Mean Jerry reached out to you. Uh, by the way, talking about Mean Jerry, Matt, you know I love your mom and your father. I've met both of them. They're very, very nice people. Very nice people. They came into studio once, and, and they met me and Bernie when Matt was still running the board. Now he's a macher. And uh, he's actually doing a very good job. I sent him a text last night. I said, we butted our heads along the way, but I'm very proud of you, and I meant that as the program director. But I know Mean Jerry was uh, reaching out, but it was all shtick, yes. She was nervous, yeah. I mean, it wasn't all shtick. Justin is a bit of a pussy, but I nothing I could do about that. <laughs> oh, boy, right? I was born yeah. that way. Right? It was not my fault. Me, me, you ready for this? He goes, so we're going back and forth. And I don't think you've, you've even done this, and you and I have I've had some serious uh, fights. He goes, you ready for this? I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, I'm going home. You do what you want. Right. And slam the door. You know, the whole thing. The very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> I wake up every morning and I'm like, yeah, no, I guess Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it tomorrow, so. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Get ready. Congratulations, too, on the rating success. Oh, yes. What a book we had come out yesterday, huh, Maddie? And good leadership at the top, which includes John, Margot, Chad, and you. So congratulations. Very good job. And your boss, Justin Ellick. And the great, right, my boss, Justin Ellick. Uh, tomorrow, Tom Dreesen is going to be on the show. Now, I- I've met Tom Dreesen a bunch of times out in Lake Tahoe when I used to cover the, the golf tournament with Scott Kaplan for NBC. It is the Celebrity Golf Tournament every July. It's an amazing event. And Dreesen is a great comedian. He used to open for Frank Sinatra all the time. Joe Piscopo, who sent me a wonderful happy birthday message yesterday, he probably knows Tom Dreesen very, very well because he opened for Frank. He's a very funny guy. He'll join us tomorrow as well as Bill O'Reilly. And talking about Joe Piscopo, Arthur Idala reached out to me yesterday, and uh, he's got some, uh, some big event about to go down at Spumoni Gardens. And I'll tell you this. I'm a Brooklyn boy. Grew up on East 22nd and Quentin Road. Used to go to East 16th Street and Kings Highway for Armando's Pizza. I've been to every pizzeria from Bay Ridge to Bensonhurst to Midwood, you name it. Sheepshead Bay, I've been to all of them. And I will tell you that L&B Spumoni Gardens has great pizza. Okay, fine, you win. They got great pizza. But um, I don't know, about five years ago, I came back to, to Brooklyn, and I lived in Mill Basin for about six months with my sister, Ray Sherry, and my brother-in-law, Albert, because the kids had to finish school down in Florida, so Danielle and the kids stayed in Florida, and I moved in for six months with my sister in Brooklyn. And I went to Spumoni Gardens. And I had to wait 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm looking at signs inside, coming here this Friday, Boomer and Carton, and I'm standing outside for 45 minutes. So Danielle comes to visit me before she moved here for good, and we go to L&B Spumoni Gardens. It's a true story. Two hours waited online. Two hours I go to the manager. I said, listen, I hate to pull a Reese Witherspoon, but don't you know who I am? She said, no. I said, okay. I am the co-host of the morning show on WABC. And she said, I watch Channel 7 all the time. I've never seen you once. I said, no, no, sweetheart. Get your TV fixed. 
Right. <laughs> I said, we're radio. We're not WABC Channel 7. I don't listen to the radio. Okay. Uh, we're not getting anywhere, are we? Not really. I said, well, it's been two hours. How much longer? She said, about 15 more minutes. I said, do you make all the celebrities stand in line? She goes, well, you're clearly not a celebrity. This is a com- I swear to God, it's a conversation. So Artie goes to me, you want to come to this event? I go, are you nuts? I don't care if their pizza was the last slice left on the planet. There's no effing way I'm going anywhere near that place. And, of course, I come off jerky. I know I do. I get it. But much like the line in Dirty Dancing, you don't put baby in the corner. You don't make sitting down your way two hours for a slice of pizza. Go with yourself. So I'm not going. That must have helped. Well, you know, you say it must have helped. So I get a text from him last night on the way to Pepe's that they, LMB, want to host my birthday dinner, and they want to make peace. They want to make peace with me. I'm like, first of all, there's no war here. What peace? You know, I had to wait online. I mean, there's a great restaurant. The pizza's great. The desserts are great. But I, whatever. I, who cares? But it was very nice that they, 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 the gesture was out there. So now I'm considering showing up. Even though I bad-mouthed the place for the last 18 months. Hold me up. I think that'd be helpful. For you. <laughs> really, really. What is you're, that? What is that? Really. What does that mean? No, I think you need to stand firm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you got to draw that line in the sand. You got to keep it there. You tell them you're going home. Going home. What? What if? What if they they, they give me extra desserts or a uh, like a square pie to go home or and something you, like that? And you're staying. Mm. Of course I am. If you can get a pie, where you could bring it to the station the next day, you should go. I should go just to feed you. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been to Spumoni Garden? Plenty of times. You love it there. Love it. Is that your favorite pizza? It's not really. It's really a restaurant, but is that your favorite pizza from Brooklyn? Yes. Well, you live in New Jersey. The pizza in New Jersey is terrible. Yeah, so there's the one place by me. Uh, the guy lives in Staten Island, and he makes a square pie that t- tastes as close to L and B as you're going to get. What's the name of that place? It's called Salerno's in uh, yes, Hazlitt, New Jersey. I know the place is terrible. You, you know the place? No, no idea. <laughs> uh, Frankie Kravitz checks in. Uh, the great uh, jeweler. And uh, Kim's dad, he says, LMB is the most overrated pizza for me on the planet. See, that's what, I mean, at the end of the day, as great as it is, I mean, come on, folks. It's, it's mozzarella, it's tomato sauce, and it's dough. What the hell? I mean, what could they possibly do to make it so much better than everything else? I don't know. Justin, what's the best pizza you've ever had? Uh, the best pizza I've ever had. What's your favorite pizzeria? Where do you go? I mean, it's, it's pretty mainstream, but Scars is pretty good. Where's that? Where is Scars? You I don't, don't know, know where exactly. your own pizzeria is. You rescue me? No, it's not my own pizzeria. I've been there a few times. I, um, it's it's, what in, do you it's call in one of the neighborhoods. For pizza, Let's like for regularly. What? Oh, I, I don't eat pizza regularly. Oh, okay. I, I don't eat bread. I'm on a breadless diet. Okay, Lou. What about you? Do you have a pizzeria you enjoy? Yeah, it's, but I'm not living close to them anymore. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, there's good pizza everywhere in New York. It doesn't basically. matter. You, what's, listen, that pla- what's that place in Brooklyn everybody used to wait on a line to get pizza? Well, there's one. Well, L&B. It's Pomodi Gardens. But you have another one that, believe it or not, Bill de Blasio kept in business on East 16th Street in the Midwood section, and it's called Ferraris or Ferraris? Uh, Ferraris, yeah. So it's not Ferraris, but it's something like that. It's on East 16th Street. No, it's supposed to be very good pizza. I, one, I don't know. There's one by the water, both the beach. Listen, here's the deal, okay? okay? That's right. Let me give you the deal. Yeah. I yeah. used to go in a, a place called Brooklyn Boys in Boca Raton, Florida. Right? The pizza sucked. But because they had the name Brooklyn in the title, I was like, this is the best pizza in Boca. At the end of the day, the pizza in Florida is terrible. Why, boys? Why? The water. Correct. Who said that? Me. 
Luca Grano, very smart. Do you know uh-huh. about the New York water machine? This no. is a real thing. No, no, the New York bagel company would have 55-gallon drums of water shipped to Florida so they could have a decent bagel. Some, some, someone went on Shark Tank, said this is a real story. Someone made a machine that genetically modifies water to taste like New York water. The pizza place by yes. me in Long Beach Island used to use it. Well, no, there are places that actually even have the water delivered in drums down to Florida because the water in New York is great. So that's why our pizza's better. That's why our bagels are better. And you can't get a halfway decent slice anywhere. Oh, here's Mike Sullivan, Defara. That's right, in in Brooklyn. The other one is Grimaldi's. Gr- just, oh, you uh, know what? The Grimaldi's guys are great. They're also big fans of this show. John Antolotti, all those guys. But who waits for an hour Nobody. and a half for a slice of Nobody. pizza? Nobody. <laughs> kidding? I, they let me in right away a couple of months ago. They had a three-hour wait. Uh, Joe Nunziata, the king of Williamsburg, he likes uh, Lombardi's. Pizza. That's on. Uh, that's on Spring Street. Yeah, Lombardi's is good. You know that place. Yeah, and Joe's is good too. But Joe's is at this point, it's uh, very. Um, you know, you you will be waiting two hours for a slice. At no, no really, way. any yeah. point in the day. Former chief of police uh, Joe Esposito, who I love dearly, he the forest, uh, same place that uh, Mike Sullivan just talked about. Anyway, um, to get a, a good slice of pizza in New York is is easy. You know, it's like getting a good manicure. Well, we might as well give Lavera a shout out as well. They deliver here all the time. It's who, delicious. Who's that? Lavera. Right, right down on uh, second. I've never had it. Is that yeah. true? It's delicious. You definitely had it because we we get it delivered here all the time. Well, I used to do commercials for that uh, kosher place. You used to deliver it to us. Were you with me back then? Or was yeah, that... that was. But that's that was what? Uh... It was a while ago. Yeah. Leslie Slender had that account. But that was a chain. That was. Yeah, it was like a, some kosher yeah, chain. I don't like know. Bar hours. Yeah. Wow. Well, every single phone line is lit. Boy, if you want to get ratings and radio, you know, people go out of their way to, to figure, well, you got to have this guest. We got to have this segment. You you get on the radio in New York City and go, hey, hey, you, in your car right now, what's your favorite pizzeria? Oh, you get a six-pointer. Oh, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's so funny. You know, no one, listen, folks, uh, no one does anything on radio today that hasn't been done. We're not creating something new here. We have great ratings because um, both of us, me and Bernie, are smart, entertaining. We've got a great crew around us. But to be honest, all I've done is steal everybody else's style. A little bit from Stern. A little bit from Imus, a little bit from Mike and the Mad Dog, and now you've got this, me. And it works because those guys were successful. We're not creating something brand new here today. So you get on the phone, you go, give me your favorite pizzeria. Look, every single line lights up. Yeah. Famous Ben's. That's a good one now. Spring Street, too. Oh, that is a very good one. Do you know that one? Yes. It's right by the park, I think. Yeah. Oh, is that a Matt Meany special? Meany's a big pizza guy. Meany knows the pizzerias. Well, now, and now that I've been living in Brooklyn, too, DeFara's wait, Pizza. Yeah. That's, that's the that's one it. we keep saying. Wow. The guy just died. But wait a second. You live by E16, E16 Street? No, 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 I live off the Q train. It's two stops from there. I'm on yes. Beverly Road. But uh, DeFara's Pizza, yes. They, the guy the guy who owned it just died. He just died. Now, do you know, Matt, that uh, two years ago, they were going... Going out of business. Do you know who bailed him out? Oh, during the pandemic? No. Bill de Blasio. Wow. He kept him in business. See? Albert Baker, my brother-in-law, loves that place, too. One good thing, Bill de Blasio. That's it. one 800 wabc I need a contestant for Beat Sid. <laughs> Is that where he was when he was missing memorials? Great. <laughs> <laughs> buddy. 940, we'll play Beat Sid. 1-800-848-9222. Your chance at cool prizes and WABC merchandise. We'll take a short break back on this epic Wednesday version of Bernie and Sid right after this. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call, quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Luke Legrano was a valued member of the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. Bernard loves him, so do I. I love him a lot, actually. I love all my guys. Lou, he's in a different stratosphere, but... Oh, Justin, oh I see how it is. Yeah, no, he's better than you. Justin's great, and uh, Luke is great, and they're all great. Here come the rankings, Justin. That's how it is. Rank. Rankings! <laughs> But I, I have I, to I tell you, voice no, no, it, I, you know, it's not right that you uh, think that right away. But in this case, you're right. Uh, Luke happens to be the worst call screener I've ever worked with, ever. I've never seen anything like it. There are ten lines lit right now, ten of them, and I got one guy on my TV screen, Tim in San Diego, his Jersey connection with pizza. What does he do on the phone? What are you talking about? What do you do, like job interviews? Just put the guy's name so, on the phone. Sid, I'm going to let you know how this works. So my job is to get their name, where they're calling from, and what they want to no, talk Your about. job is to, is to listen to whatever I say and or Bernie says. Okay. Oh, here, we another, here we go. Another here we go. Another, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Got to listen to Sid. What? What? The end, he's the end-all, be-all. <laughs> Another Imus moment right here. I'm going. Home. Unfortunately, Sid, I've taken, <laughs> I've, I've taken ten phone calls, and only two people want to talk to you about pizza, and none of the half of them don't want to be on the air. What do they want to? What do they want to talk? They about? want to play the game. They want to talk about things we've talked about earlier in the show. They want to just mention it to you because they got to run. Okay, fine. Don't get so offended. You get you get so you go right on the offensive in two seconds. What did I say that was so bad? You said I was the worst call screener well, in radio. You know what? You're not. You're one of the worst. How about that? Okay, I'll take that. All right. Here's Tim in San Diego. <laughs> Tim, go home. Oh, you are home. Tim. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, what's up, brother? Here's a go. Hey, I'm, it's funny. Joe's Joe's from Westfield. I, I went to high school in Cranford. So, oh yeah, but, uh, I think Luke lives in Cranford. I said, "Hey, Luke, don't you live in Cranford, New Jersey?" What do you think he was talking to? <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, so anyway, listen. There's a guy here. There's a place called Spiritos Spiritos no. uh, in, here in Carlsbad, and I look up on the walls, and it's got all these pictures of Elizabeth. And I said, Elizabeth. You're you're from Elizabeth? And he says, yeah. And I said, oh, I'm from Cranford. He goes, oh, I used to hang out in Cranford. It was the weirdest thing. But he's actually got pretty decent pizza for California, if you can believe it. Well, that's a, let me tell you, I don't between. know about the pizza, but Carlsbad, San Diego, La Jolla, that's a gorgeous area. In fact, my very first partner ever in uh, talk radio, Scott Kaplan, I don't know if you know him, Tim, if you're a sports fan, but he does uh, radio yeah. in San Diego. And it is gorgeous yeah, yeah, out there. I know that. Oh, you know Scott. Okay. Yeah. No, it's gorgeous. All right, so you got one good pizza place in uh, in Carlsbad. Pretty much. And then in New York, I mean, what about John's Pizza on Bleecker Street? No, nah, it's That's great. Good. That's I, a good it, it's great. Is it still there? Uh, thank you, uh, Tim. Is, is John still there? Uh, Lou, it was I great. Haven't, I haven't been there. I haven't been to Bleecker Street in a long time. A yeah. Good pizza, though. You used to go to a place on the corner of Bleecker and Sullivan called Coogie's. But that was many, many years ago when uh, Bernie and I used to do coke together and get drunk on Friday nights. Here's a John in Brooklyn online, too. Good morning, Johnny. <laughs> hey, good morning, guys. How are you? How are you, pal? Doing all right. I wanted to mention a couple of pizza places. Wanted to mention if you want a good grandma slice, Nap Pizza Two on Avenue X in Brooklyn. If you want a good, uh, they make a uh, a bruschetta slice, Casa like Bella on Cropsey Avenue. And I want to mention 
I wouldn't need it for Money Gardens. That place has been in business for a long time. I've never seen them do any charity work, even especially after Hurricane Sandy yeah. and the area was devastated. Never saw them give any pies to fire department, police department, or anything. The place makes money hand over fist. I don't like their square slices. I, I, I wouldn't get slices from them. I wouldn't even give them any business. All right, there you go, John. I uh, I agree. Two or three hours online yeah. to get a slice at Spumoni Gardens? Come on. All right, listen, John, you're 100% right. John agrees with me. Here is um, Eddie. I think Eddie is a former cop. I met, I met this gentleman last night at dinner. Eddie, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sid. It's Eddie. Nice to talk to you again. It nice was a great night, meeting huh? you last night. Twenty-eight years, Brooklyn South. I mean, what a uh, what a hero you have been to uh, to the people here in New York. Thank you so much. And best of all, it was a lot of fun. It was. Times have changed. Yeah, when when you were a cop, like people weren't like that. I mean, you had your, your few people who. You know, the criminals, they called you pigs. But for the most part, people loved and revered you guys. Now that you're retired, you see what these kids are going through today. It's awful, right? I wouldn't tell anybody I know to ever do it again. Wow. No way. Wow. No way. There's no wow. respect anymore for police officers. My father was a cop. My grandfather was a cop. They, they, they gained the respect. At the very beginning, in the, early, in the late 80s when I was there, there was still some respect left for the police, but not anymore. Terrible. Horrible. Terrible. Well, uh, thank you for the uh, for the warm hello and the the picture and all that fun stuff last night. You got a chance to meet my family. It was very very nice and nice nice to meet you. Thank you. And the friend and the car people are great too. Oh yes, thank you, Mike and Donna Sullivan, a wonderful couple. Thank you, Eddie. God bless you and thank you for for your service and thank you for calling in this morning. Here's Carmen Long Beach, a Long Branch. I'm sorry, New Jersey line two. Good morning, Carmen. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, Seth. You got it, buddy. I've worked. I've worked in the Bronx. Downtown Manhattan, I've worked in Brooklyn, ate pizza all over. I'm from Newark originally, which has great water. Yes. Besides the water, Sid, it's the flour. It's Caputo's flour. Anybody that uses that to make their pizza, it's a winner. It's a little more expensive, but it's worth the, it's worth, if you find a place, it's worth paying extra. Oh, there you go. Okay, thank you for that uh, little tidbit, Carmen. My buddy Bill Hughes who is uh, a neighborhood guy, friends with me and Mike Sullivan. He says, I worked with that guy, Eddie, in the 101 precinct. Great guy. Phil Hughes, another great guy. Phil actually worked with George Venezuelos, our VP here at Apple Media, in the old days of the uh, of the FBI. Here is uh, Sammy in Howard Beach on line four. I pass this place almost My every man. day. How are you, Sammy? My man. All I can tell you is belated birthday wishes. You were in the neighborhood last night over at Dom Pep's. You got to try Bruno's though on Cross Bay Boulevard, the best best restaurant north to south in Queens. You're the second person. You're the second person, Sammy, to tell me that in the last two days. Bruno's. I know you also called about New Park Pizza. About New Park yeah. Pizza. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen. Unfortunately, I see. I never had pizza there, and and I have such a horrible memory, Sammy. You, you folks may remember. Thank you for the call. That a horrible attack that took place, and they chased the kids on, onto the Bell Parker with baseball bats and. Lou, you remember all that. Uh, yeah, I know New New Park Pizza. Yeah, too. yeah. It's... And I've never had the pizza there, but people mm-hmm. do love it. Right down the block from my buddy Frankie Russo's place. Russo's by the Bay, and he's got uh, Vitrino, all those great restaurants right there. Here is Cy uh, in New Brunswick on Line 5. Good morning, Cy. Yeah, good morning, Sid. Uh, yeah, I thank you, old Jersey, an apology. They what? have very good. I'm from Washington Heights. Jersey has excellent pizza. No, they don't. They got good housewives, and, a, and a, they almost had a good governor, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> great food. Best diners. I know you're jealous of the diners. Oh, okay. give me one great Jersey. Jer- Mala. Diners. Which? Well, give me one great Jersey diner. 
They're all over the place. I got seven within a mile. Oh, in Mawa. I, I know Route diner. 17. I, diner. I do like the State Line Diner in Mawa, New Jersey. It's a very good place. I do like that. Jersey's the best diners. New York, not so. Right, and what's a great pizzeria in New Jersey? Give me one, side. Luigi's, Luigi's near New Brunswick. There's a ton of them. Okay. Well, ten you gave me one. Thank like you for the phone call. I love you. There's a ton of them. You gave me one. Luigi's in uh, New Brunswick. I'm going to drive an hour to go have a slice. Here is uh, George in Whitestone, online six. Good morning, Georgie. Good morning, sir. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Best pizza. You're welcome. Happy. Best pizza. Best food. Hands down. My backyard, my friend. I got a wood oven pizza oven and i will go against anybody you know my, my, wife my buddy mike sullivan has that in fact uh, frankie o'hara the great uh fbi uh cop he he was making pizzas in his backyard last summer what are those cost i'm just curious george oh uh, i well, they, this one's handmade so there's no cost it's priceless oh my god this, I, this, this one's handmade and you make it so right there I, in your own backyard right right there and i even make gluten-free if you need gluten-free well, i gotta tell you the truth all it right fantastic I'll, I'll see you on saturday george thank you two more quick calls and we'll, we'll get to there. uh we'll <laughs> <all be there. laughs> steve is on staten island on line three good morning steven real quick the guys right jersey does have great diners number two lmb has new owners they're not the same number three the floors is now on staten island on lincoln road they've opened up a new branch and on staten island same owners all right, thank you for that, Steve. Uh, yeah, somebody's mentioning Totono's. That's the place uh, with the white, the uh, the green door. I believe they made the very first ever white pizza, and they're in Coney Island. Let me put them on quickly. Peter in Brooklyn, online five. Pete, what's going on, pal? Sid, how are you? First of all, a big shout out to Mike and Donna Sullivan, the greatest couple in the world. How about that? Uh, yeah, they're great friends of mine. And yeah, Totono's are not they're not open right now. I don't know when they're going to open, if ever. But uh, they have a big sign in front of the place saying voted best pizza in America by the Food Network. And oh, they how are, about they, that? They, yeah, they, they are great. They, they are great. Yeah. No question about it. Thank you uh, for the phone call, Peter. And uh, you take care. What uh, What is this person telling me here? Uh, Joe Abood, the most fashionable. See, only he could describe pizza as fashionable. The most fashionable pizza I've ever been to is in Florence, Italy. At Azteca. You can't say Joseph. <laughs> you just okay. described Joseph Abood as, uh, quote, this guy here. This guy here. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, just want to. Only he would it. describe a pizza place as fashionable and make us go to Florence, Italy to have a good slice of uh, pizza. Do we have a contestant yet for, uh, for Beat Sid? No, I've been too busy taking pizza calls. I know the phones are light. I told you. Great job screening, Luke. <laughs> now you're doing a now, good now job. Now one of the worst. I've, no, I've got five calls. No, no, no. Well, now I don't have a contestant, so I guess I'm going home. <laughs> you can't go home. I'm going home. <laughs> That's today's theme of the show. We had four great guests, great discussions, but today's the, the, the title of today's show, which you always do, you put it as a podcast, should be I'm Going Home. Well, I told Luke we made those Brilliant. T-shirts, I'm Justin Ellick, on the front, so I'll make new T-shirts on the back. We'll do, I'm, it'll say, I'm Justin Ellick on the front, and then on the back we'll say dot, dot, dot. And I'm going home. That's brilliant. Traffic and sports are coming up next. Put your picture on it. <laughs> but right now, it's time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Uh, Rita Cosby does a great show, 10 o'clock every weeknight here on the station. But she also does a great podcast. It's called Protecting America on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Download and subscribe today. Here, Rita talks about the crime in New York City. The issue of crime repeat offenders because there is this still revolving door and it seems that this administration continues to have this message of 
okay, we'll go after ghost guns. We'll go after other sort of forms of gun control. But they don't go after the issue of getting tough on criminals. It's like gun control. Where's the thug control? It's like you've got cancer, so let's clip your toenails. Hold them accountable, but give them the tools that they need. Don't take away those tools. Don't turn a blind eye to the crime happening around you. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. Indeed. It is not time to beat Bernie. Bernie's absent for the rest of the week, as you all know. So today, a special edition of the Beat Sid Game. I'm your host, Justin Ellick. The game, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Check them out at peerlessboilers.com and paviliontankless.com for a dealer near you. Peerless Boilers, America's Best Boilers. Today, our contestant, Greg Minehill, New Jersey. What's going on, Greggy? Uh, not much. Just waiting to go into my next call. Uh, hopefully, I can uh, beat Sid today. Thank God it's not Bernie. I'd see he'd probably wipe the floor of me. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, um, he's feeling uh, pretty um, hollow-headed today, as he is most days. So, uh, oh, hey now, hey now. Oh, my God, he's not, even in the room. he's not even in the room to defend himself. What's he going to do? Here we go. Um, Greg, it says you're a commercial kitchen repair tech. You say you're on, the, on your way to class? Are you taking classes, bud? No, 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 no I'm on my way to my next uh, my next job that i got to be at. I see, I see. I see. And if you want to know where the best pizza is, uh, the brick oven in um, Pine, uh, sorry, Pinebrook, New Jersey is got uh, fire roasted pizza. It's absolutely delicious. Mm, yeah, fire roasted is uh, usually the way to go if you're looking for a nice crunchy crust. Ain't that right, Lou? I'm down or else I'm going home. Hey, now. <laughs> All right, Greg, let's dive into the game, bud. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more pop culture, sports-oriented today. Um, a little bit less of the uh, history of it all uh, with Bernard Absent. Do you think you're ready to go? Um, as ready as it can be. All right, let's do it, Greg. Here we go. Number one. Earlier this month, what pitcher did the New York Mets send to the New York Yankees in exchange for pitcher Joely Rodriguez? Uh, not Cole. Uh, oh. Hey now. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Nestor. Oops. Wrong. You two-legged bag of anthrax should be Jesus. That's a tough one. The correct answer is Miguel Castro. But I, I'm willing to bet Sid won't get that one either. So we'll, we'll, we'll call it a tie game as of now. All right, on to number two. Who is the head coach of the New York Islanders? I have no idea. That one Wrong, good. you two-legged back of anthrax. Who watches hockey? Well, well, a lot of people watch hockey. We um, all do. But, but, but clearly you don't. So the correct answer there is Barry Trotz. Over two so far. Let's try and bounce back here on number three, Greg. In 2005, who defeated Bo Bice to win season four of American Idol? Old Bice, American Idol. Um, I'll give you a hint. She's a big country star these days. Carrie Underwood? Oh, my God. <gasps> Have some pizza. Very good. One for three thus far. You're rolling here, Greg. You're on a hot streak. Here we go. Number four, what Florida wide receiver uh, What Florida wide receiver did the New York Giants select in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft? Uh, 21. Um, uh, I'm an Eagles fan, so I don't really pay attention. Hey, go birds, oh, go birds, great. baby! Hey, I fly, Eagles fly. Who watches uh, Tony, football? I think. 
Who? Who? Tooney, um, Kendris. Oh, I think. Kendrius. Oh, I, I, I would go with that first one. I would go with that first one. Let's give it. We'll give it to you. Yep, Kadarius Tony. But uh, that was close enough for me, honestly. <laughs> and uh, go birds, man. I'm an Eagles fan as well. Uh, as you know, if you listen to this show. All right. All right. Uh, listen, we're bonding, Lou. We're bonding. Okay, I'll back up. What Sorry. 1990? Uh, number five. Here we go, Greg. Here we go. Uh, two for four. What 1999 hit song starts with, quote, You Are My Fire, The One Desire? Mm, uh, I Want That Way. Very good, Greg. Very good. A solid three for five performance out of Greg. He's he's an Eagles fan. We were bonding over the birds. He's a nice guy. Let's go birds. Let's go birds, baby. Go. Well, I didn't want to do the video today, so you didn't do the video. It's a Bernie thing. It's not. That's what Bernie does. What do you mean? He Bur- made that famous. I understand. I understand. Bernie's not. Bernie uh, hasn't been in the studio for like months. He's I understand doing, that, but doing it's, it's still his thing. I don't. Really, so if I if, if I can't do the giant game, is Bernie going to do it? No, it's it's my thing. He, that is his thing, I, and I don't want to do it. Right. Who's going home? <laughs> so you didn't do the video. I didn't do it. No. All right. Great. Well, we got a lot of people out He's there lying. on social he media. He did the video. Oh, is he lying? Yes. No, wait, I didn't do. Okay, wait. we're in here, Luke. How do we know? Wait, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't do the video. Yes, you did. Why do you think Gina was following us? Oh. So she was just, she was t- I didn't say anything. She he didn't t- give consent. That's why I was uh, prompting you. Oh, okay. He, he didn't give, still he, out of form. He didn't give consent. We're going to have to have him sign a few papers All here. Right, let's a couple go. of NDAs. So here I did go. the video, so not, Minnie's not going to yell you about that. No. Right. Okay. <laughs> a few other things, but not that. Right. Okay, here we go. Number one, are you ready, sir? Yes. Okay. Earlier this month, what pitcher did the New York Mets send to the New York Yankees in exchange for pitcher Joely Rodriguez. I have no idea. Uh-huh. Give me Wrong, a you two-legged back of Craig Swan. No. Matlack. Miguel Castro. Oh, I knew that. Never. But, but I knew you weren't going to get that one. Right. You're, not a, you're not a sports guy. That's right. Okay. Number two, who is the head coach of the New York Islanders? Barry Trotz. Hey! What team did Barry Trotz win the Stanley Cup with right before he coached the Islanders? Ooh, the Capitals. Very good. How about me? I'm a winner. Here we go. Number three, one for two, Sydney in 2005, who defeated Bo Bice to win season four of American Idol. I'll give you the same hint I gave the uh, the caller. She's very, she's a colossal country star. These Carrie days. Underwood. You know, I actually, uh, I watch... Uh, that too now every once in a while. Well, that's uh, why we time. that's why we put it on there because yeah, we, and they brought back all the the prior winners. And remember the fat guy, Ruben Stuttered? Ruben, he's not so fat anymore. Oh, the guy that won last year, Chase something or other. He's actually a really good country country singer. Yeah. That, by the way, that's one of the best shows on TV. I know it sounds. Cr- I know. Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan. It's one of the best shows on TV. Mm. Thank you, Sid. Thank you, Sid. Think of all the think of all the people that yeah. have had unbelievable careers since then. I mean, Kelly Clarkson and. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as long as that show's going on, it, 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 they don't have a couple of stars come out of that thing at this point. The show would be canceled. That's so, a good point. You yeah. know, I mean, right. uh, okay. a, a, a plus B equals C. Am okay. I wrong? Okay. Okay. I have no Otherwise, I go home. Right. right. That's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just beating that one into the ground. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I only got one day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two, two for three. You need one more. Uh, no, you need two more to win the game. You went uh, three for five, okay? Okay. Here we go. Uh, what Florida wide receiver did the New York Giants select in the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Tony. I like that kid. He's got speed. He's got moves. Very good slot wide receiver. Maybe the biggest star on that team. I know they, they gave a lot of money to the former Lions wide receiver. Uh, what is his name again? Uh, 
Uh, the big kid. Oh, uh, uh, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Kenny Galladay. Galladay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this kid's even better. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last one. Number five, need this to win. What 1999 hit song starts with, quote, You are my fire, the one desire. Can you sing it for me? Um, You are my fire, the one That's not bad, that's good. Desire. Doing whatever he can to revive his Oh, my God, career. that's not wow. bad. Wow. What are you doing here? I don't know. Was that, uh, <laughs> that should be on American Idol. Was that 99 Degrees? Was that Nick Lachey? Was that uh, Instinct? One of those guys. Well, I need the title of the song, uh, not the band, please. Uh, uh, can I sing it in my head? While yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're not allowed. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, God, I know this song. I have no idea what the title is, though, so I'm not going to win. Okay, fine. Give me a hint. Wrong, you two-legged bag of anthrax. Give me Jesus. I want it that way. I'm going to go with I want it that way. Okay, oh. good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't uh, nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Oh, okay, so I do know the song, obviously. Yeah, so yeah, I knew the yeah, song. But that's fine. You still lost the no, game. Who sings, uh, that? who sings that? Was that a. Um, it's either in sync or the Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Oh, the Backstreet Boys. Boys. Yes, yes. All, All right, right. Uh, Greg wins the game. I'm Justin Alec. Oh, I was your host. Tie. And, uh, I think he wins the game. Now you talk to him. terrible math, too. It was a 3 3 tie. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, was it a three-three time? You got. I don't know. What did you? You got. You got one. <laughs> you got, I don't know. No, you got. I it. leave got the studio Trump, for two minutes. Okay, yeah, no, three-three. Three-three. It was a tie. Three-three. Three. 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 It was a three-three tie. Okay. Three-three. Okay. All right. Boom. Don't All right. go. Don't go home. Stay Can up. you talk to Greg, please? He's waiting for you. <laughs> hey, Greg. What's going on, brother? Well, not much. Uh, you know, good tie. That was a fantastic game. Did you like the game? Uh, yeah, I always like the game. I always tune in and listen to you guys every day. Well, I thank you. Have you on the uh, WAC radio app and you know, listen to you my Bluetooth while I'm working? Uh, we appreciate that, buddy. Where, where, is it, where exactly is Mine Hill, New Jersey? I'm not sure what that is. It's like West Morris County. Okay. Um, if you take the train out all the way to Dover, it's like the next town over. It's a small little town. Sounds pretty, though. Sounds nice. It's nice, yeah. A lot did, of watershed. Did you grow up there your whole life, or are you from someplace else? Uh, I grew up like. Four miles away in Flanders, New Jersey. Sure. Uh, and I just yeah. bought a house with me and my beautiful wife, Danielle. Oh, get out of here. Is that true? Yes. Yes. And uh-huh. we have a, a little boy. We just, uh, he, she just uh, gave birth to him like uh, about uh, six months ago. Oh, congratulations. So when you the first time called her my beautiful wife, Danielle, because you hear me do it every day, did she say, well, where did it that come so from? And you said, say. oh, that guy Sid says it on the radio. Did you tell him that? <laughs> No, I, I claimed ownership of it. If, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Good man. Well, congratulations to you and your beautiful wife, Danielle, and your new baby and all that stuff. And thank you for listening and playing the game, Greg. Thank you. Appreciate you guys every day. Thanks for getting the truth out, just like John Castantinas always says. You got it, pal. God bless you. 1-800-848-WABC. We'll come back and uh, close shop. And if you've got a beautiful wife named Danielle, call us. We'll be back right after this. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Yeah. Ha, <laughs> you're funny, though. I got to tell you, you are great. Lou Rafino. So, Justin sang this pretty good. Great show today. Of course, we miss Bernie. We got that. We know that. We miss him. We love him. He's a fighter like nobody I know. This guy, I've never, I, I have to be honest, I've never heard of anybody going through the amount of treatments that he is. Never. And, uh, but he keeps coming back uh, after a week or so and he sounds great and we love him and miss him. But I, I do feel badly, Luke, 
uh, for something I said to you earlier, but I said two things, and I'm only going to take one back. Okay. All right. I called you fat. Yes. And then I also said you're the worst call screener ever. So I need to guess which one you're taking back. No, I, I, I will take one back. Which one hurt you more? Which one hurt me more? Yeah. Um, the the worst call screener one. All right, then you're fat. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, great job by Justin. <laughs> <laughs> you can go home now. All I right, go to. I, I go, you guys I go, at me? I'm walking down the hallway. I go. You're not really fat. He goes. No, I'm fat. I am. Um, and then his father texts me. It's a whole mess. Uh, Lou Rafino, great job today. Justin Ellick, uh, Luke Legrano, you're really funny. Frankie Diaz with an E. Deb Valentine. We'll all be back tomorrow. We got a great show tomorrow. Bill O'Reilly, Dreesen, and a host of others. As we continue, continue. To rock New York City. Congratulations, John and Margot Couch, Matidis, Chad Lopez, Matt Meany, the whole crew on a monster rating success in the winter book we found out last night. Back tomorrow at 6, everybody. Until then, from all of us to all of you. Peace. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.